Ashton, why you chat? Can you dance? Me dancing. It's podcast day! <laughs> it's podcast, podcast day! is my favourite day of the week. <laughs> it's my favourite day of the week. This is number six. It's just us this time, though. Just, just I know. you and me, man. I guess we're shy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, oh, it's not just you two. It's not just you two. Say hello, Diane. Hello, Diane. Right, right, right. Fucking. So, what's, what's, what's the deal then? Why is only guess this time? What do you think? Well, because we're going to go there, but we, uh, but we thought he. What's been going on so far? Exactly, aye. I wanted to do a wee roundup sort of thing as well, talk about it. It was great. I just want to thank the guests. The guests were absolutely fantastic. Great having a different kind of spectrum of people, you know, because uh, my favourite one, I don't want, I know you know many have favourites, but my favourite one was Jamie. And the reason he was my favourite because I didn't know anything about him and I got to learn so much about him in the room. You're just saying that just I know John Stewart. Aye, a wee bit. Still never call him. Jay Stewart. never call him Jay. Still never call him Jay. I love John. <laughs> no, no, no. See, like, you're saying you're not supposed to have a favourite, right? Now, see the whole thing with uh, John. I'm calling him John and all, right? Because I get introduced to him as John. Yep. But the whole thing with John Stewart was that... Uh, was that I, I didn't think it went that well on the night because the two of you were just fucking shouting at each other. Well, that's, that's your dynamic. That's what we've always had sort of thing and it got a wee bit pally because that's... But we've had that constant argument. Let me finish. Let me finish. But the thing is, see, after it... Mm-hmm. In fact, when I say after it, not even when I listened to it, it's like I went and revisited that episode, Aye. right? For whatever reason, <laughs> I don't know. Right. And it, it's totally... Grown on me. Aye, it's, but, it's but funny. It's, yeah. ma- it's mostly the total daftness at the end. Mm. <laughs> you know, we're all just it, it, because I think he became more relaxed. Aye, he did. He, he became more relaxed. John, John's nervous. You fucking, he wants no, to you antagonised him to begin with. You're saying I'm no cool, new Jay. <laughs> John just wants to come in and, and be funny and just please and, and just perform sort of thing in a way because he really is up for it you know he really does want to do that and it was just all about getting him relaxed and getting him back to the John that I knew so they would stop being fucking Jay and just be John and just hang out and just talk about movies see the thing is but I can't actually remember see I can't remember what the what we spoke about with every guest because it was no. that we went especially with Mick you know Mick was fantastic he was a great guy to have as the first guest as well because he, he covered a lot of broad stuff as well like stuff like UFC and we've obviously covered that again but uh, the music scene and things and a wee bit in movies too and so we, 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 we cover and a pimps. lot of stuff <laughs> and pimps as well that's true right? <laughs> <laughs> he knows a wee bit about pimps but you know see the whole thing with, uh, with, with Jamie yeah. right we started did we even talk about the amazing Randy with Jamie no, I know we, we spoke about it wee bit. Off, off microphone uh, but see since the, we spoke about the amazing Randy mm-hmm. well probably off mic with Jamie I think it was ah, it was I I decided to go and revisit The Amazing Randy oh The Honest Liar doc- no I hadn't seen that documentary really? I had seen The Secret of the Psychics right right where he f- totally debunks Yuri Geller and makes him look like a tosser it's hilarious ah, it's funny because he's like that he goes and funnily enough this certain psychic and he does uh, he said I always use he says I always use exclamation marks when I, I say, say psychic right? he says these psychics he says ever since I showed the world he says how how he was doing it. He goes, every seven-year-old in the planet is doing this <laughs> magic trick. And he goes, look at this, it's dead fluid. Look at this spoon. And he goes, oh, my goodness, it snapped and all that. <laughs> but I, I, I went and revisited The Amazing Randy and I seen The Honest Liar. Mm-hmm. I, I, I seen that, I, watched, I, re, I, I re-watched The Secret of the Psychics, mm-hmm. right? 
And then I, because I'd seen it before, uh, and then I decided I'll go and I'll watch, because I didn't know The Honest Liar existed. Right, aye. And I said, I'm going to go and watch The Honest Liar. And I downloaded it. Hmm. And it's like, absolutely phenomenal. That's right? an incredible kind But of it takes an amazing twist. Talking about... Yeah. Twist. Twist. And it's a natural twist. It's a real thing documentary. Twist. Aye, it takes yeah. an amazing twist at the end where he's been having. Well, Shut up a wee bit. And right. Say, right, the amazing Randy is a guy who was a famous magician. But he's fun. an illusionist and stuff. But he kind of he found fame kind of later on in life as being a, a debunker of these psychics and anybody who would fleece people with money and stuff like that and he would be one of the guys he would make up audience members and stuff and he would try and uncover all these guys all these crazy fucking evangelicals people and the preachers and stuff like that he would take them and expose them to everybody and he'd release the tapes and stuff and go on TV shows and he's been on CNN so many times debunking people and they made entire TV shows of people trying to do it, and it all led to him, what is it, the million dollar prize? What is that? I, well, the million dollar, he, he issued a million, a million dollars. He said, I will give a million dollars to anybody who proves to me that psychics are real and right. people can really, or he said that, that the mind can really be read. I think it's something like that, mm-hmm. um, which we found out. Right. That I didn't know somebody won the million. They did. Two thousand and eight. It was. Uh, I, I, I somebody, somebody won it. A lot of people don't know that. By the way, mm. see if anybody knows who the amazing Randy is. Aye. I bet they don't know. That I think some bet a fucking cheat though. That's a, a big cheat, man. The guy used a computer. He did. And so basically he just fucking bamboozled an elderly guy with a computer. And he's like, well, I can't really figure this out because uh, it's a no, computer. It's not, so much, it's not so much. It was nothing to figure out. The guy actually did kind of, I don't know. You can Computers can read electrical impulses, you know mm. what I mean? So. Yeah. I don't know, it was a bit of a cheat, because it was all about the theatricality of things and covering up, and, and but, but these people taking that as being real and saying, ah, we can do that, we can read your mind, and he wanted to make sure that it was a fucking parlour trick, it was nonsense. Obviously it is, but that's, what has, that's why they called it the honest liar, because uh, he, when he goes on stage, he says, I'm going to lie to you, I'm going to uh, cheat you, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but you're going to think it's real, and that is how he sells himself as a magician. Yep. Incidentally, Never seen any of his magic. No, no. They don't even... He cho- no, he chops Alice, Alice Cooper's head off. <laughs> <laughs> Life on stage. What was the big twist in the documentary? Oh, the big twist is this, right? I'm going to ruin it again. Go for it. Spoiler the, alert. Aye, spoiler. Spo- an honest but, liar but documentary. But you watch it, even alert. if I ruin the twist Absolutely here. Watch the twist it is that through the whole through his whole life, the amazing Randy has had... He's, he's not so much loved a lie, right? Because mm-hmm. when he was born, or his generation... Homosexuality mm-hmm. wasn't you know, a, a, this guy's in his 90s now. Aye, right. so I don't know what this thing was. This documentary was made 2014, it's a couple of years old. Aye, it's a couple <coughs> of years old. So he, um, but he was gay and mm-hmm. he wasn't the only gay, mm-hmm. right? And he he uh, had a relationship with a guy called what was his name? It was a Mexican guy, wasn't was it? Jorge Alves or something? Can you check that, Diane? Can you check for us? Check Amazing Randy's boyfriend, young boyfriend. <laughs> right. Because he was an artist or something, wasn't he? Aye, right. What what happened is uh, he met the amazing Randy in a library, right? right? right. And he was an artist and and, uh, obviously had a kind of inquisitive mind or something. Mm -hmm. And the amazing Randy got talking to him and they struck up a a friendship Mm -hmm. to begin with. And then they they fooled the fucking world with creating Carlos. Ah, he's a character. They created a character. Was Randy's second name? 
It's oh. J- it's James Randall. Can't remember. But James, see if you type it. No, his name is Randall James something. But see if you type in the amazing Randy, as in R A N D I. Okay, got you. The um, so the uh, he created this character. He created this character. We him where and they'd done a press release and all that, mm-hmm. uh, and they pretended that the wee uh, Mexican guy or or Venezuelan, he's Venezuelan, right. that he was a. That he was, he was uh, living for a past life. He was a reincarnation of some guy, Aye. and they, and they convinced the whole Australian. That was a screen Australian telly. Oh, we need to put that link up. Exactly. Nah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Australians only known for being intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> that's very nice to have listeners. You alienated an entire continent. Well <laughs> done. Well that, done. That was seen for a particular We've Australian audience. <laughs> According to the. Maybe reliable Wikipedia. The partner of Randall James Hamilton's Ving is Devi Oranhel Peniel Arteya. Well yes. done. Thanking yes. you very kindly. Yes. His name's Davy. Right? Davy. <laughs> <laughs> it's D A Y V I. Davy. Right. So Davy. Right. So the amazing Randy formed a relationship Randy and with, with Davy. Right. And and but what what was his name? I'm sure his name's like Jorge Alvarez or something. Right, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Davey no, no, no. Oranel Peña Arteya. Right, but... see, is that, was Wiki- is that Wikipedia? Name? Aye. Right, click on Davey. Is, is that when it's blue? No, it's no. <laughs> oh, because he had an alter ego called aye. Jorge Alvarez, right? right aye, aye. Who wasn't he real? He was a deed guy, right? <laughs> right? No, it's true. Right, right. He was a, so Jorge Alvarez was a deed guy, right? And what happened was when the amazing Randy met him, mm-hmm. he found out that this boy would have been executed in Venezuela for being gay. So they together, although it's no admitted in the movie, conspired uh, to create, to create this, uh, this new guy. For, uh, who they done like a travelling road no, show? The, the best thing was, no, 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 that's no... No, Car- Carlos <sighs> is, the, the, is, this is fucking Got confusing. You. Got you, found it. Right. Can you enlighten us? In 1987, to make a point about audience gullibility, Randy invented a serially reincarnated entity called Carlos, (laughs) who manifested himself in the body of Randy's boyfriend, Jose Alvarez, who I just gave you. After multiple TV appearances in Australia, Randy and Carlos gave a full supernatural performance at (laughs) Sydney's Opera House. Oh, good as Randy. Exactly. (laughs) So there you go. So what was that? Eighty-seven. Nineteen eighty-seven. So nineteen eighty-seven Australia was bright <laughs> after. <laughs> <laughs> but then, see, at the end of the day, uh, so was all these people who were. I remember sitting as a wee boy and watching Yuri Geller on the telly. I know. I she, remember. And, too. and he says, "If you want to win the lottery, oh. say win." And I was sitting like that watching the lottery, looking at my ticket, going. When, when, when. <laughs> but he made a career out of that so much so that he got to be pals with like fucking Michael Jackson. I know, but stuff. listen, I was well, a wee... I, 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 I don't care. Because you know what he claims? He claims he caused Gary McAllister to miss the penalty in the 96 European Championships. I can never forgive wait him. A that is, is all. Gary, no, wait. Scotland are playing football, England, right? Scotland, wait, Scotland are playing England, right? Right. And Gary McAllister runs up to hit. A penalty, right. right? Who's Gary McAllister? He's Scotland captain at the time. Right, was he was the captain, Minnie. You were giggling your head. That edit that funny. out, <laughs> Don't edit I was. it out. I was. Right. Carry no. on. Why are you laughing Tell at me? Because I don't know anything about football. 
Yes, I was. Right. I don't give a fuck. I don't know who Gary McAllister is. Right, so Gary is. McAllister. Right. I've got a funny, I've got an interesting story about Gary oh, I'm McAllister. I'm sure you have. Right. Oh, by the way, I've got one too. Right. Oh. Let's, oh. let's bore Bob with your right. football so, stories. Oh so Gary McAllister, Gary <laughs> McAllister, uh, he is running up to take a penalty against England, right? right. And the ball moves. And he fucking... And Yuri Geller made it move? Well, he kicks into cloud nine, doesn't he? Oh, totally hoofs it. Right? And... And Yuri Geller claims I made the ball move, Why and then see when they, they slow it all the way down. No, he's just that knob, right? Where's well, Yuri Geller born? He's fucking. Why Israel. has he got a fucking stake in England? He's born World in World Cup. Born in Israel. So basically, what happens is the uh, the ball moves, right? And Yuri Geller's seen it before MDLs because oh, he's a fucking course. magician, right? <laughs> right? And then he's went, ah, I made the ball move, and it comes out the next day in the paper or something. Mm. Yuri Geller says he made the ball move. Apparently he was above, he claims he was above Wembley in a helicopter flying somewhere. Oh, was well, he? Right. Uh, and when he, oh, was, he could look down and see so the happened, no, It just so happened, like they were listening to the match or whatever, and it just so happens he's over Wembley at the time, and so he's like, I'm going to make the ball move. And like the ball a, does move, but... The ball, the ball sounds like does a move. really shitty episode of like X-Men. What the uh, fucking, why is he mean... <laughs> <laughs> Why is he making fat boys moves? He's got something better to do his time if he can move shit with his mind. Exactly. I know. He, the man can he not be can, fucking robbing banks or something? He, he can bend spoons, man, and he wastes his time bending spoons and forks when he could be, do you know I mean, bending iron bars and helping people. But that's, that's how you know it's yeah. fake, though, isn't it? That's how that it's is totally, true. But it's totally fake. But anyway, the amazing... Right, Gary McAllister. Oh, here we go. Right, <laughs> let's hear your story like, about Gary McAllister. No, it's just a daft story. Go Gary McAllister it. was like 36, right? Mm-hmm. And I was in the a hotel in the town. Right. And I bumped into a guy, and I says to him, "Just chatting about the guy." And he was, he was, uh, he was, I don't know, guy. I was only young. I was young, and this guy was kind of in his thirties. And uh, and he says to me, he was an agent that was doing part of the deal to take Gary McAllister, who was a finished football player. He mm-hmm. was finished. His career was over. Who did he play for? Wait, right. he was, he was, he was taking them. He was taking them to Liverpool, and I was like, ah, bullshit, right? right, right. At thirty six, I'm like, are you right? Gary we McAllister all thought said, that, man. Right, we all thought exactly. That. So I went in the house and I told my brother because mm. the guy had totally convinced me right. that he was taking Gary McAllister. So I went in the house and I went like that to my brother. By the way, there was a guy telling me to put money <laughs> on Gary McAllister going to Liverpool, right? And my brother went, ah, started laughing at me, mm-hmm. right? And Kevin, see if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> You've done me out of a fortune, right? <laughs> so about three weeks later, right. Gary McAllister signs for Liverpool. Feel who? He fucking, he was he was a freebie. He was oh, done. He was done. done. Coventry, Coventry had let him go. Oh, or Leeds United or somebody had let him go. He's like, ah, well, he's done. And he fucking signed. And I could have been a millionaire. I wish your story now, Diane. Right, I was coming home for a Scotland match long after Gary McAllister's retired, right? And it was a shitty night. Weather pissing down, usual crap. We're all huddled round the bus stop. All us poor Tartan Army supporters. Oh been, no, you one of them, eh? We'd been oh. defeated. It was all doom and gloom, right? It all became too much for one of them, right? Gary Are you McKill. old enough to be Ali's army? Are you one of them? No, I'm not that old. Shut it. <laughs> so this one guy is just like, I've fucking had enough. I've had enough. And he just walks up to the queue of cars, opens a door, right? Because he can see the back seats are empty. Gets in and goes, I want to go to Tudor and I'm coming with you, right? <laughs> and everybody's like, wait, Jay, can I do that? And at that, Gary McAllister was in the car. <laughs> and he gets out and he's like, pal, you need to get out of the car. 
which just resulted in every other Tartan Army member going, we're getting in the car! And Gary and his mate were just like, oh no, what is going on here? And a bit of chaos ensued and it was all very merry banter. Anyway, we went for fucking Gary McAllister. For the I amazing want, Randy. Aye, I know, but first of all, a wee, a wee segue, because uh, ages ago, Diane told me that she's got a Robert Redford story, and I just remembered <gasps> that. Tell me your Robert Redford story. That's oh, where up my street. Oh, I love telling my Robert Redford story. Oh, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I love right, Robert Redford. See right, if you right. say one steamy night in a hotel, I'm no. going to say you're <laughs> a liar. <laughs> 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 she's lying. He pays good money for making a nice story. Excuse oh, me, I know he does. Excuse me, Mouse, my mind wanders for a moment with that imagery, but not. It's really not that exciting at all. However, <coughs> it's about imagery, so you need to bear Go, with me. Set up, set up. What year is it? Where it is happened it? in 1996. Right, in so pause, pause, pause. Right, I'm right. pausing, I'm pausing. Where is Robert Redford doing at that time? That is after indecent proposal, right? Right. Nobody's is, ever asked me this as part well, of the right. story, to be honest. So. What was it? Remember the movie done with Michelle Pfeiffer where you, they were like weather people? Up close and personal. I bet it was around about that time. Right, I'm fine now. I'm putting him on Internet Movie DB. Database. 1996. Aye. He was making in the year 1996. Right. Grand Avenue. She's the one. And that's all. No, that's producing credits. Uh, right, well, he wasn't actually. Acting. A River Run... Th- a River oh, Runs right, Through right, was right. the kind of last... Right, he directed that. Big thing. What, so, was, basically, he was doing... Nothing at the time, and you've just made my story a bit pish. No, he's but acting. I want to know because what was he? He was doing Pretty he, Women too, and he bumped into Diane in the street corner. <laughs> sure. In ninety, oh my God, you are a boffin. You are such a goddamn boffin. What? It was up close and personal. Yes, no love way. my Redford man. Oh, I right. So he was up close and personal, Redford. Right. Aye. So he's such handsome older geek. man, Redford. Right. Go. Right. So what's happened is right. I am in Heathrow Airport with a bit of time to kill before a flight to Glasgow. I know you're (laughs) tired. What dick? Robert, what do women fancy Richard Gere and Robert Redford? No, I don't, I don't fancy Richard Gere. What? No. I fancy Richard Gere. <laughs> you fancy Sandra Bernhardt. So. Ah, <laughs> that came out. Fucking king of comedy, Sandra Bernhardt. Yes. Really does it for Stephen. That that picture in that scene where she seduces Jerry Lewis is going up on the tumbler. That is amazing. <laughs> Right, oh. right, Dan. Heathrow Airport. Right, so Heathrow Airport. Remember, this is the days before 9 11. Mm-hmm. I've got a bit, I have to change terminals, and the woman tells me to go and get a bus. And I was like, no, I've got two hours to kill. Can I just walk it? And right. she's like, well, weirdly, yes, you can. But there's a weird a corridor under like the airport that you take. Not many oh, people right. use it, right? Mm-hmm. But you can do it. I bet there's no way now you can get anywhere oh, no, near it, right? No. So she tells me where to go, and off I go, right? So I'm walking along. Big, big, long corridor. Nobody in the corridor, no doors, nothing, right? It's all bright and lovely, but just one big, long corridor. And the wall opens like Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that, right? right? Two burly guys in suits get out, look up and down the corridor, right? See me. I was wearing, it was snowing outside, by the way. <laughs> I was wearing shorts, a flowery T-shirt, and <laughs> a straw hat. Oh, it, what the fuck? I had just flown in for the Cook Islands, right? Oh, so, okay. Right, so... <laughs> Door opens, two guys walk out, they look you, at me. But you're the Cook Islands for your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> what the fucking joke is that? Oh. I'm going to put the sound of fucking tumbleweed oh, in after that, God. by the way. Oh, 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 <laughs> it's full of chefs earlier. 
carry on, Diane. Are you done? That's so bad, isn't it? Sorry, right, we're in the Cook Island. Right, so... I've got this stupid outfit on, the two guys in the suits look at me, have a bit of chuckle, and I think, cheeky wankers, right? <laughs> and then, from behind them, out walks Robert Redford, right? Oh, what was he wearing? He had a lovely suit on because he was sensible. <laughs> See if he'd a straw hat on and a buckle. <laughs> he'd like a football commentator's jacket on, no, it was a bit weird, right? He turns round, looked at me, kind of laughed and smiled, but I did that thing where I then looked behind me because thought, Robert Redford no isn't he just me. smiled at me. Looked behind me, there was nobody there, and I turned round, and when I looked round, the three of them were laughing <laughs> at my reaction. Then the other wall goes, and they all walk into it and disappear. The two doors closed, and I was still standing in the corridor going, what the fuck just happened there? Are you sure and that Robert, happened? I swear, <laughs> That's I insane. swear to that God. Was that the Langoliers? They were filming it next door. <laughs> that is amazing, though. You actually had an interaction with Robert Redford. I had Aye. an interaction with Robert Redford. That's he amazing. smiled directly at me, and I am willing to admit that he was probably just laughing at the stupid clothes. Do you know what's annoying about that? I bet he tells that story to fucking I, Hollywood. I've seen this crazy fucking lassie. Just a straw hat in the middle of my VIP tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the fuck she was, but I've never seen her again. I tell you what, but she I should. wish I was in the middle of Redford's VIP tunnel. Oh, hey, come on, Neil. It's a family show, kind of. Oh, my God, with the swearing, you two come out with this as a family show. It's not that. Robert Redford tells his story and he's like, and then she shouted, Rob! Rob, it's me! See, do you know what annoys me about these meetings with celebrities nowadays? Right? No, so, see, nowadays... Everybody's got a camera with them. I know. Right? I know, I know. And you never had. Imagine you could have had a selfie with Robert Redford, Redford. Do you know in what? a fucking straw hat. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have shown that selfie, obviously. Because there was another bit of that story. I also had sunburn oh. on my face and looked as if I had some kind of fucking elephant man disease on one half of my face. Brilliant. <laughs> How close do you think they guys were to actually pulling a gun on you? Was there any moment where Listen, you Listen, could... I think they were more likely to get me a straight jack here this day, mate. Oh, brilliant. So that's a good Robert Redford story. Amazing. Well, we don't have anything fucking any well, Robert Redford stories. Well, do you know Redford what, stories. right? Who's... Who... who, who well, we get Wally Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, man. Oh, I meant to fall. I meant to fall. Tell where that comes from. Set this up. Set this I meant to fall. Do you remember... When Robert Duval was totally hooked, talk about football, mm-hmm. he was hooked on Scottish football. Yeah. You're going to talk about, it's called the Cup, isn't it? A shot to a glory. A shot to glory. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Renamed, it, was called, it was called the Cup, but well, he renamed it. Me and my mates. Wait a minute, starring, starring Michael Keaton. Yes. And Ali McCoist. Wait a minute. <laughs> and Andy Smith. There, there was real fucking people in it. There was real <laughs> actors in there it. Ali was. McCoist is real for He's not a real actor. No, well, that goes with There saying. was Duval. Was Brian Cox no in it? I'm sure Brian Cox was in it. Oh, and uh, Michael Keaton. IMDb Aye. it right now. And I'm, doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm on it, I'm on it. I don't know how the hoodwinked people into being well, that. The hoodwinked but fucking the hoodwinked Robert me. Duval and Stephen Maguire. <laughs> on the one fucking movie. You believe it? <laughs> so what was the thing, though? It was, uh, they were they were filming a match, wasn't it? They were filming... Uh, the Basically, what they had is... They, they, pay, they didn't even pay people, right? They got people to come to Hamden, mm-hmm. right? And they put them on one bit, right? right? And then they just like, uh, 
mirrored it all the uh, way around the stadium. I remember I was there because I right. went with your brother John. Eh? Aye. You maybe went to one day. We there was die. another day, right. right, where they paid people to go to the auditions. Oh, right. Oh, and, man. Don't carry on. You need to see that. I'll tell you the minute. They paid people to go as paid extras, mm-hmm. right? So we... Uh, we goes in, me and a couple of my mates, a couple of my mates actually claimed that there were two people and all that, right? <laughs> and we get £90 a shot, right, 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 for being there. So it was like 100, 180 quid or something. Uh, one, one of my mates went up and goes, I'm searching, searching, um, and then he went back, I t- oh, went to the end of the queue, got his money, no, <laughs> no, no, they must have just looked him like here, swap Jacob's face. And honestly, it's a right. pure Glasgow. And I'm, but, so we're, uh, we're sitting there, <laughs> we're, we're, we're basically, we have to sit behind the goals, right? Mm-hmm. So for some reason they sat me next to a giant fish. <laughs> right? And who was wait, you can see who, you in the movie? Who, yeah. who was the who was the uh, the mascot? Right, right? right, and he was called like, Harry the Haddock. It was Kilnocky, wasn't it? Kilnocky Kilnocky was the fake team. <laughs> so Harry the Haddock, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting next to Harry the Haddock, right? right, right. And there's no sound, as you all know, movie Aye. making. Who, is it Duval's direct? Who directed that? No, Michael. Michael says something. Michael, did, I can't say he said. Who directed Michael? Corriente. Corriente, that's Corriente. right. So this guy, direct, this poor guy, his career's yours. Right? <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's doing something right now, actually. I just right. stumbled so the So anyway, him. he's directing it, right? And he's going, right, everybody. He says, the managers are in the dugout, mm-hmm. right? Which is Keaton and Duval and that, right? right. And uh, and he says, now, Kalnocki are about to score a goal. <laughs> He says, and you need to jump up. I got a Kulnocki scarf. I wish I oh, you stole know, you didn't, it. You should have kept it, I, wish, I know, oh. but see, that, that would be proper movie memorabilia, <laughs> that, by the way. I don't know who would want that. You kidding me on? I would. Oh, that's, I bet you yeah, fucking eBay would take that. <laughs> eBay would snap uh, it I'll stick with my Dolph knife. My Willie Nelson Blechtel's worth 100 quid. Good for you. My right? Dolph knife was invaluable. Invaluable. Yeah, so anyway, invaluable, invaluable. you would put that fucking that flag up in your movie room. Aye. That scarf. Aye, I would. Kilnocky. Kilnocky, I'd see it. It's Robert the manager of them. Right, so uh, Kilnocky are going to score a goal and you have to jump up mm. and act like you're celebrating. Right? Uh, just going bananas but don't make any noise right. so I'm hugging the big fish and all that right <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he's the mascot so that's quite cool you know mm-hmm. so uh, and and obviously uh, the wee snippet of me in the film and that right or I just said they're on oh screenshotting oh, oh, them oh, getting that screenshot they're on right? <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 they're on right so uh, have you got hair in it uh, of course I've got hair in it I was oh. only like 15 so, oh man I need to watch this right <laughs> so so then Right, that's a wrap, everybody. And we're like, right, fair enough, right? Let's go and collect our money. So we're, everybody went to the back of the, the stands to, to go back inside and claim their dough. I didn't. I went mm. forwards, right. right? And there was people trying to get autographs, uh. right? But he was signing autographs to uh. Duval, right? And the only thing I had was a felt-tip pen and a fucking Coca-Cola cup, <laughs> right? right? So I just went, picked a Coca-Cola cup off the grun, Ripped it open and it goes like Duval, sign it. <laughs> he sign it and Duval looked at me like I was a space creature and he went like, I'm not signing a Coca Cola cup. Did he and say I that? and walked away. Oh, he's the best. Oh. I love Robert Duval. He broke my heart. Oh. And do you know what? Hush, man, hush. Nah, nah. And nah. do you know what? See, no, he's had this. He's, Fuck you, Duval. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton would have signed it. Connie, tell me, what's the, what's the rundown of that cast list, please? Listen, that's what I was laughing yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's way more impressive. Listen, <laughs> right, listen, 
You're going to be interested in the people like. Oh, it's way more. It's way Brian me. Cox. Yep. Uh, Ron Donaghy was in it. Who? Ron Donaghy, the Scottish actor man, you know him. Right. Uh, Robert Duvall, Michael Keaton, Bill Murdoch. We more Cole impressive Houser. than these to be. So that, they're the kind of big... Cole Houser, aye, he's a great actor. They're the kind of big names. He's an American Derek guy. Lords, isn't it? Uh, so, but let me tell you some of the other names in it. Like, right. for example, Stephen, did you know Hugh Dallas was in it? Yes, and I know Andy Smith's in it, Didier Agat's in it. Who? Uh, uh, Claudio Reyna's in it. Oh, I heard Claudio Reyna. Uh, this, is Chris, totally... like, this is the best bit. Henrik Larson gets a credit, right? But it says, himself... Picture on a wall. No! <laughs> <laughs> but I'm uh, some right weird one. How did Henry Larson get a credit for being a picture on a wall, right? He probably and had you did me. And I did me, and that's hugging a fish. Me, look. <laughs> Ali Maxwell was in it. Uh, Darren Fitzgerald. All these football players, man. Did they Thingy know? McGinn, the, the SFA ha. guy, Jack McGinn. Jack McGinn, He was in it, aye. Ali Dawson. Do you know what? Jack McGinn's daughter was my teacher in school. Actually, do you know, I didn't know she was your teacher, but I knew she was a teacher in Clybank. Everybody's yeah. turning off right now. This, right. this is fucking murder. Well, because I know we're talking about oh, football. Oh, because we're talking about football. No, 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 no. films. It's it's fucking we're talking about Listen, like this early is 90s set in Glasgow. Players. You're in the minority, no liking football. No, no, Everybody no. else loves this shit. No, listen, Didier Agat played for Rafe Rovers at the time. Oh, right. <laughs> he did in real life, but he was actually, I think he was a uh, centre forward for Kilnocky. Oh, no, he did. He played with Rangers in the movie. Did they know Photoshop that? Ali McCoy's into Celtic gear? No, no, they didn't Photoshop him in it. He, he did, wore it. The forties. Uh, he wore it. He no, wore there was, it. no, he did not. There was four, See the forties. He played for them, innit? Jackie McQuillan was his name. Aye, but no. was Jackie McQuillan? Aye, but he didn't. He didn't repose see, with see Celtic fucking gear on. They photoshopped the Celtic players see, on him. No, they never. Aye, they did. No, no. Jackie McQuillan. No way. Yeah. No, no. What gets me, but they call him. They, they threaten them in a close in it. They go, yeah. McQuillan, you Celtic bastard. Right? <laughs> now we all know the word Celtic bastard <laughs> never, never comes out. It's the Athenian bastard, <laughs> nor that, isn't it? So, Times have changed. No, I mean, Don't encourage the bigoted pish. You kidding me? I'm just going I'm, I'm, I'm to I'm date this right now. Go. See the morrow. There's the a big football game. Exactly. And we'll see who gets called a Celtic bastard tomorrow. <laughs> I'm telling you, they photoshopped it the same way they done it to Jerry Butler in that fucking playing for keeps was, romantic yeah, comedy movie. I know that's what he was. Right, can I just say, Tommy Bunch crosses the body in that fucking movie, and Jerry Butler doesn't know he'd kick, right? And scores a goal for Celtic. And I'll tell you what's funny about that: Aye. if you've ever seen Jerry Butler playing in any, oh, he does the thing with the, he the does charity game. Charity game. He's fucking rubbish. <laughs> He's rubbish. He's an amazing actor, though, so that's fine. He makes up for it there. Oh, Bob, I could get into my Jerry Butler stories, oh, not that, but I'm no know. Way. There's a wee tenuous kind of link to Jerry Butler, isn't there? Uh, it's my uncle's neighbour's best mate. There you go, eh? Hey. There you go. Very close to pints with Jerry Butler at one point. Uh, oh, Sometime, that, maybe, yeah. That might be happening oh, in the nice. future. See when Jerry Butler's retired and he's living in Paisley again. Want <laughs> <laughs> to do me a favour, Dan? See the guy who directed that shot of Glory? He came up. Weirdly, recently, gonna click on and see what he's directing now because I think he's directing something. Well, do you know, actually, when you were talking, I did look and I didn't see anything of. No, there's something. Um, he's only got seven director credits. Right. The last one was 2011. Listen, no, um, only, no only do I don't recognise any of it, to be honest. Nothing no, right now coming, no. He's be, his most recent producer 
credits from then onwards, but even then, don't recognise anything of it. No. No. What? Not only did Duval throw me under the bus, mm-hmm. he threw that at the director. Looks like the director <laughs> you under he, never gave him, he never gave him phenomenon, <laughs> did he? No, no. I mean, he did <laughs> not. Oh my god, you that's all the devout movies you oh, can pick. Right, series. but what I can tell you about Michael Corriente right. is that in 2001 he has acting credits, a few acting credits. Right. He was in Shallow Hal. Do you know what I oh, thought you were going to say? As th- homeless man number two. <laughs> <laughs> Who's fucking Not even homeless man number one. Do you know what would you know have been funnier there, Diane? See if you had said, Do you know what I can tell you about Michael Corriente? And I'd have said, What? And you says, you used to go with Amazing Randy. <laughs> 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 no. So let's get back to the Amazing Randy. Right, the guy lived a lie, right? Aye. But he didn't live a lie. He was just scared to admit he was gay, mm-hmm. right? But it turns out... Do you think it's a thing as well, though, we're in the, in the magic community and that this is a guy who spends his career debunking and, and exposing people that he wants to keep something to himself and that he, he has to have something that's just his? I don't, I don't know, man. You're going to be into psychology here. We're no, getting dead serious with no, this. No, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing because this is a guy who spends his entire life... No, but the best, the best part uh, ...opening is. a curtain... Right, to what these people are doing. Meanwhile, in his own private life, he's got this huge thing that's, that's a big part of who he is. No, do you know why I think it was? You know why I think he kept it a secret? Mm. Because he knew that Horgy. What's his name? Oh, Jose oh no, Alvarez. I, can't, I can only say it when it's on the screen. Jose man. Alvarez. Looking at Diane, but it's all right. She's back page, back page, back page. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing, man. Back, but back. The, so, Jose Alvarez, right, mm-hmm. is. Uh, did you not get deported or something? Is that what? Well, this is the thing, right? Maybe or Angel Peña Ortega. Right, you done it once. It's amazing. Uh, Same time, I already. Listen, you can't, can't help myself. Third time is just annoying. See the Cook Islands. Yes. Where is that, by the way? <laughs> it's they're very remote in the Pacific Ocean, kind of north. Is it like Montserrat, kind of that no, area? No, north of New Zealand. All oh, right, is that oh. on the aye, Pacific? The Pacific right, Ocean. They're right. near the Pacific, like the kind of famous Fijis and all that. Omg. Aye, you flew, is it cheap to go to the Cook Islands? <laughs> no. It was part of a round-the-world ticket when I was travelling. Oh, Amazing. Oh, that's okay, interesting. Uh, but anyway, I'm getting back. We'll get, back. <laughs> we'll get into that, right? Because Davies came up again, right? Right. So, so anyway, your man, uh, the amazing Randy, Jorge has, Alvarez, uh, is going with Jose Alvarez, right? Right. Now, he hasn't told anybody about this until he's 81, mm-hmm. right? And I think at that point in time, he's thinking, you, just you know what? Fuck. No. I think he's gone, do you know what? I've lived this for 25 years or whatever yeah, it was. Long enough. And nobody's going to come out looking for Jose Alvarez, <laughs> right? So he says, I'm in a relationship with Jose and that's accepted, right? People yeah. go, oh, well, you know, it was this sign of the times and uh, people weren't allowed to be... And what year was this when he came out in? Can you remember? Was it just recent history? It's like 2000s, maybe, when he finally came aye, out? Aye, aye, maybe so, aye. So, you know, society's way more open to aye, this. Exactly, now. right. So, Jose, he admits, you know, I haven't, I've got relations and I've got this, I've got a, a partner and he'd been going with a guy for 25 years mm-hmm. uh, and he's called Jose Alvarez, right? So, they make this documentary and honestly, see the guy who made the documentary? He must have been fucking... Well chuffed, stumbled the, on something big, eh? Aye, because then the next minute immigration's raiding the amazing Randy's house, right? Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the amazing Randy's guy Jose Alvarez is not actually Jose Alvarez. He is actually. He's, he's at one he's more time, actually Diane. Fucking Davy, 
take that off the screen, man. Oh, I never take that off the screen again. That was your big again. moment. Right. That was your big moment and you fucking blew it. Guys, guys. So David right, Pena. Don't make me say right. that again. So, <laughs> so he then, see, it comes out that, that Jose Alvarez, who is fucking amazing Randy's boyfriend, mm-hmm. his name isn't even Jose Alvarez. His name is David Pena, mm. right? No, no only had, see when he was Jose Alvarez, mm. uh, the amazing Randy had applied for a passport, right? right? Weigh him, got him his passport so that he could travel and as Carlos. Thing, do the show in Australia and stuff. Aye. She's away. <laughs> it's Carlos something, right? Today, the whole thing in Australia, yeah. right? So he, in my opinion, he never, he thought it wasn't going to catch up with him. Aye, right, right? Right. He thought to himself, this isn't going to catch up with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just come out and I'll say I've got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that was cool. He might have been, he was probably openly gay. To yeah. his friends, but he came out to the world yeah, as such. There'd be a circle of people that would know. Aye, aye. So the uh, so then it turns out Davy is the guy's real name, mm. and then the interview. This is really awkward. I spoke to yep, you about this. Yep. The interview, the amazing Randy, and see him. Did you know? Yeah. Did you? I mean, you are the biggest uh, kind of debunker. You're you can spot yeah. a liar for a mile exactly. away. Such a Did you know? And he says what I told you on camera before. It's a story I'm going me. Please mm-hmm. stop filming me. Yeah, and what did they do? They just kept going. They kept it? filming him, right? And it's really, really uncomfortable, right? And I'm thinking that's not really fair. That's against that guy's wishes. Mm-hmm. He had to assign that phone for the. He did eventually it, because uh, I think he realised, you know what? It's a real bit, when it happened. Aye, him, but right? but he did because the guy Davy Pena at the end of the movie <clears> he wasn't allowed to stay. Aye. He was allowed to stay in America. He's still with him though. Oh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, see at the end of the day the amazing man. He still loves him. the guy. They still love each other. They, 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 I mean, even though he isn't he who he said he was, after twenty five years of spending all that time together, they still love each other. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing to overcome, but he is well. They officially something. got married in twenty. Yes, they did. See, they did. Right, that's in the movie. Right, so that just that's just something that that Randy had to get her. As a, as, and you know what? No, but he had guy. to get her the fact that his boyfriend he was, was a fucking him. illegal. <laughs> no, he was not lying to him. He was no, you're me. missing the point. Jose no, Alvarez wasn't he lying to him. He was. He knew. How could he know? No, man, the guy knows that fucking Yuri Girl. Well, everybody knows Yuri Girl's a fraud, right? But, uh, but it, you think a guy who knows only like Randy, who is so, so perceptible with that kind of thing, and, he, and a guy with such means as well, he could easily get a private detective. It's or not something so much a private detective. The guy would know. Figure it out. The amazing uh, Randy's a super duper intelligent so you think, magician. Uh, so you think He's a master Randy of illusion. And nobody pulling a veil over his eyes, telling him, mm. by the way, I'm Jose Alvarez, wink, wink, and he's going, that's, that's good enough for me, son. So you think Randy just, just knew the whole time and I, didn't think he would ever Not the whole time, him. but maybe after a wee bit, once they gain, you know, once they gain trust, trust, trust and trust, stuff. Aye, yeah. trust, relationship stuff. Good luck like, to them. Not you would know about it, <laughs> 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 it's 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 It doesn't believe in... Marriage and relationships. And, and no, I'll clarify that again. Right, do you know what? I'm going to actually... I, I kept out of this week one when you were going on because this was an episode week one. I absolutely agree with him. There we go. Eh? There we Sorry, go. Sorry, Stephen, but I do. Stephen has left. Over to the married <laughs> guy. <laughs> Stephen has left the studio. As I said, I'll clarify before it's know that I'm against marriage. I just think that I need to be convinced. That's all. Now you just think it's not a necessity. That's no, fair is there a necessity? Of course it's not a necessity. But, but for somebody like Amazing Randy, I think it is a necessity. Because when you get to that age... Because the that guy, guy needs his so fucking American <laughs> <citizenship>. <laughs> He needs his green kill. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good luck to him. I hope Amazing Randy lives until 100... 
Oh, so do I, because I'm amazing. Uh, Randy's an amazing person. He is. He's not got long to go, he's 83. I hope oh. all amazing people love yeah. that do you long. Know, weirdly, I just want a wee, a wee sidetrack here, but it's this documentary I watched at the same time I saw that. Diane, could you do a wee IMDb check for of me? Of course. It's a documentary about Ricky J. Who's a similar figure to Amazing Randy, but Ricky, have you ever heard of Ricky J? No. You'll know exactly who he is. Is, it, is he in that documentary? No, he's no. I, th- I don't know. He's no, no. But he is a famous magician as well, card shark as well. Oh. Uh, he's, he's, he's an actor. He's pals with David Mamet, so he's turned up in a lot of David Mamet can movies. We, can I just finish off by saying the name of that documentary is... Uh, an honest liar. An honest liar. Aye. We'll put a link up. You to need that to fucking. Anyway. That document is very lie. good. What is the name of the Ricky J documentary? It's got a long title, I remember. A documentary about him. He he's a good it's, actor because he was he's in. He's a fantastic actor. Th- about Magic, the Prestige, yep. which is a great film. But I'm looking for a documentary about him. Yeah, he's he's always the technical advisor on any movie, or any really amazing movie about magic or any like, illusions and stuff like that. He's the go-to guy. Right. It was 2012, I think, around about then. <clears throat> is he the guy? Have you ever watched Penn and Teller film right. me or something? I think it. Uh, this looks like it's uh, deceptive That's a, practice. This deceptive practice. The mysteries and the mentors, mentors of, of Ricky G. Fucking amazing! Right now, I watched that documentary. 2012. Boom! Right now, I watched that at the same time as I watched the Amazing Randy documentary. I think people know you're into movies now. Aye. They know <laughs> that you can fucking name the. I some of them. I'm already some of them. But <clears throat> no, that, no, that came out in summer, summer. Uh, right about <laughs> July the 3rd. There's an, he's just full of this nonsense. There was an amazing story that I'm going to fucking probably butcher here, right? But I remember there was a lot of talk about how good Ricky J was. And uh, the, like in the community, the magic community, he was the guy who spoke about him. And there was a reporter who was going to do this story on him. So he lives in LA and she was going to meet him in LA. So he drove to her in a soft top car, picked her up took her to a cafe in LA, right? You've told me this, I think. Have I told you this? And I uh, took her to a cafe in LA, and it's scorching, absolutely scorching in LA, and the cafe is like big giant windies and stuff, and they sit right next to the giant windies, right, and the fucking sun is just belting in, right? And the lassie's sitting there, she's not really getting much of them, right? The conversation's kind of stilted a wee bit, like the whole drive is just kind of no much, and she's really worried, thinking, I'm doing this interview with this guy, I'm trying to get under the skin of him a wee bit, and it's not really happening. So she's gone there and they sit down at this table and he pulls up a menu, right? And they're, they're looking at the menu and stuff. And just out of nowhere, he lifts the menu and there's a gigantic block of ice in front of him, fucking moving and sliding about in the table and stuff. And, and the, the woman's just like, what the fuck is what's happening? Everybody in the, in the cafe all start looking around and like, what the fuck happened? And he'd done that right in front of her, and there's no explanation to that. There's, there's no way he could have done that. Could he have sneaked the ice in in his motor? It would have melted that whole big right. journey. Did the, the, the chef give him it? I bet you're an amazing Randy can do that. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't of know. course he could. Think about that, though. Think about that. Well, but because see, when he lifted the menu, the fucking ice block was bigger than the menu, so it just appeared. There's no, I don't, I don't understand how that works. I don't know how do you, you could do that. Do you think it's magic? I think it's real magic. No, of course it's magic. <laughs> there's no such thing as magic. And that was with the amazing, that's the amazing thing about the amazing Randy. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as magic. Aye, it's that's what he's trying to prove. Yeah. And, he, and uh, she was, <laughs> there's a really funny bit. Uh, the, I don't know if it's in the Secrets of the Psychics or it's, they done, they done a TV show, mm-hmm. him and Yuri Geller together, right? Right, right? Now the amazing Randy made a fucking fortune yeah. uh, writing books about how shit Yuri Geller was. <laughs> right, right, right. Honestly. That I makes me happy. Aye. <laughs> and, and, and do you know what he done? 
the uh, it wouldn't make you happy when you hear what happens with Yuri Geller. Yuri Geller goes on to become fucking absolutely I know, wealthy. Hanging out with Michael your, Jackson and shit. Beyond his bio- he's hanging out with Michael Jackson's like <coughs> back in the day it was uh, moving fat boys with uh, his mind and all that. Fucking exactly. me, me, we won. Moving lawsuits for Michael Jackson. <laughs> 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 we didn't move the uh, fucking evidence, did he? Exactly. Uh, no. Should I move the doctor? Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, do you know what? Judge just gonna be raging at that. I know he loves Michael he loves Jackson Michael Jackson. So fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, uh, I so he's, he's made money out of fucking writing books about Yuri Geller. Mm. He goes on a show with him. They've, they've, some TV producer has just spent all out, uh, and like Jerry Springer. Style I, but it's like eighties. You can see uh, it's online. It's pure. It's eighties. Uh, it's kind of crap quality, right? Uh, but he goes on it, and uh, Yuri Geller. Yuri Geller is moving a compass. With his fucking, with his mind, right? Right? right. And he's gone, mm, and clenching his fists. Oh, the theatricality right? around about I, it. And, mm, uh, like that. And, and, uh, and then it goes, it starts moving, right? Uh, and the amazing Randy's like that. Are you fucking for real? <laughs> right? And he's like, are you for real? And he goes, aye. And he says, he says, well, watch this, ladies and gents. And he goes, no, I don't need to go, mm, and all that. He says, of course yeah. he's got to do that. That's fine. Yeah. He goes, but watch this. There you go, I've moved it. Uh-huh. And he moves it and he goes, any fucking six-year-old with a fucking starter pack <laughs> for <laughs> magic can do that trick. He says, it's done me magnets, it's so simple. Uh-huh. So he, he does that, he fucking snaps his spoon, uh-huh. right? He does that, right? But what's the other one? He does, oh, this is a belter, this is a cracker. Mm-hmm. Yuri Geller, at the start of it, goes, I am going to tell you so about... Uh, to get all your watches. Remember he's done this. Oh, remember he used to do I this. I do remember ah, this. Aye. Get all your watches. I weirdly remember this happening about New Year time. Broken watches. Why? Broken yeah, watches. It was he's going to fucking make them work again. That I was it, Diane. Right. Aye. Get all your broken watches. I weirdly remember this happening at New Year. And, is that right? And no? sit with your broken watches, right? Or your cloak, or anything that's broken, right. and will it to work, <laughs> right? And say work. Work in your fucking uh, shittiest Israeli accent. Work, right? Is that so, your Yuri Geller, right? I, I work. don't even know. Work. Work, work. He's a bit more, can I? He's a wee bit more feminine than that, isn't he? Ah. Work. Work. <laughs> Work. You're good at that. So he's what, some kind of Eastern European woman now? What are they? Your two yeah, accents are rubbish, hey, man. I don't even know. I've, I've got two, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, go. But anyway, Yuri Geller is fucking, he says, says to right, do this at home and I'm going to make them work. And t- phone up and tell us at the end of the show if, yeah, it, yeah, if yeah. it works, right? Charge you for the phone call. No, no, that, no, this is brilliant, right? So at the end of the show, he's getting phone calls. Mm. Oh, my grandfather's clock and all that, it was broken and now it's working. Uh. Uh, my telly hadn't worked for ages and now it's working and all that, right? <laughs> right? Right? So the amazing Randy has seen this coming, uh-huh. right? And he goes like that. They say, right, Randy, what are you going to say about that? And the amazing Randy went, well... He goes, is that is that how you're proving to me that you're psychic? Mm-hmm. And the guy, the host, laughs, good enough for us, you know, it's cracking. <laughs> he goes, well, wait, and I'll show you this wee clip. See, the week before it, the amazing Randy, now I said he makes up these uh, these personalities, people that don't even exist, Aye, right? Right, right? Well, the amazing Randy has created this person and he put him on a fucking radio show mm-hmm. and he's a radio psychic. <laughs> and the radio psychic says, I'm going to tell you to ask... To, to uh, ask your stuff to work mm-hmm. and I'll make it work with the power of my mind for here and you can do it, right? Get your broken watches, got all your stuff, right? Mm. The exact same thing that Yuri Geller done, right? And he goes and phone up and tell us 
what what happens if it if it works. So then this guy gets phone calls. Oh, it's working. It's amazing. It's working. And then he's around. He goes, see that guy. I picked him at a fucking actor's studio. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's not a psychic. He says it just shows how susceptible people's minds are. So what's the trick? Nonsense. The, the trick is nothing. The trick is that fucking cloak up there in the studio that I slagged a few weeks ago. <laughs> see if that stopped working, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It may eventually start ticking again just per chance. Mm. Right. I suppose the, num- the amount of number of people that you contact with something like that, especially on a big show, you're going to get a lot of you've got eight million viewers. Ah, I know. So you know? a small percent. So maybe a hundred people out of eight million. See, we'll put it this way: right? would start working again. Yuri Geller says when the lottery, he was he was doing the lottery buzz years ago, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Okay, great Britain." <laughs> He's Caribbean now. Right, so so he says he says Okay, great Britain. <laughs> no, he says right, he says and he's best you right, he's, right, Bob, you did What? Okay, great Britain. You Okay, great Britain. <laughs> He goes, <laughs> now, will your numbers to come out? Will your numbers to come out? Who's <laughs> that? Is he Mexican? I don't know. It went up a wee bit at the end but, of But he's, but, barring will, it. Will, he's breathy. He's quite uh, breathy. Will your numbers to come out, Great Britain? Ah, will your numbers? Eh? <laughs> Mr. Farty. <laughs> oh, Mr. <Hi>. Farty. <laughs> right. So, so anyway, right, what he, he saying? he's fucking telling the people to will their numbers uh, to come out of whatever, Xavier or whatever it's called, the fucking <laughs> bomb machine. Camelot. <laughs> the bomb machine, right? Mm-hmm. You've picked fucking Xavier the bomb machine, right? So he's willing, will your numbers to come out, right? Right, right. And he's fucking, and, and I remember, I was a wee guy when the lottery started. Right, I remember sitting there going, please come <laughs> out, please come out, please come out. Fucking no numbers came out, right? But somebody's came out. That night. Aye. Imagine that guy phone up was I get three numbers. <laughs> three numbers. <laughs> I've got a tenner. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Yuri. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did he pay Yuri something for no, it? No, but the fact is that the 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 the, the, the law fucking what do you call it? Averages, Averages of course, says gonna that get. somebody's gonna get exactly. a winner. You know what I mean? In in the same way eight million people watch it. Diane, she's believing Yuri in there. No, I tell you, there is actually I was told this in college years ago. If you have a television add-on, 10% of the people who watch that will go out and buy your product mm-hmm. because that is the kind of average of susceptibility. Well, people will go, I'm going to buy that. They won't really think, do uh, I need that? Is that no. a good price? And they'll go and buy it. So it doesn't surprise me that somebody doing that, there's a certain percentage will go, ah, oh, what? Who will just believe it? Because right. that's, that's the mind. And it's yeah. utter fucking nonsense. Rubbish, and know. do you know the best part of that whole... That Jamie whole do- wouldn't let it happen. No. <laughs> it's mind games. He wouldn't let it happen. You know, G- G- I know for a fact Jamie is a champion of the fucking amazing Randy. Aye. And I'll tell you, see, the most... The, 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 the bit that got me in that whole documentary, I wanted to jump into the telly <sighs> and strangle the guy, right? <laughs> Was the amazing Randy? See every every TV show he went on, they fucking said he was the fraud. I know. He's gone. It's all magic, right? And do you know what one guy says? <laughs> he went like that. He bent a spoon, right? With his mind, right? Uh-huh. Or, or with magic. Mm-hmm. He done it with magic, right? Uh-huh. And we're like, oh, and look at this. It's become all fluid. Mm-hmm. And then he just dropped it, mm-hmm. right? And he goes, there you go, right? He says that's how easy it is. And do you know what the fucking guy presenting the show said, Diane? 
What? What? <laughs> Do you know what the guy says? The guy said this. He goes, aye, that's all fine, you doing it with magic, but you already did it with his mind. <laughs> so amazing. And I'm it? like, are you fucking kidding? Oh. I'm going to strangle you, mate. You're missing the point here. It's magic. It's magic. He's a fucking fraud. He's no fucking psychic. He's no psychic. Do you know what I watched there? Uh, weirdly, I watched Now You See Me Too. Right? Oh, that magic, magic movie, right? Really? And uh, it was really fun. I like the movies. They're really fun. Gravity does not fucking exist in the movies at all. Gravity right? does Gravity exist. Gravity does not exist. They fucking whip curves, like impossible angles and stuff, right? But it's fun, right? There was something really weird. It's just a big, huge budget movie, I imagine. Morgan Freeman's in it, right? And there's a flashback in this to an event that they talk about in the first movie. And uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, fucking Mark Ruffalo... Uh, turns out to be a good guy in the end he working with him at the end of the first movie <coughs> and his dad was a famous magician that died and Morgan Freeman covered the event as a debunker like a kind of Randy figure right uh, and they played some of the footage and recreated it with like Mark Ruffalo's character as a wee boy and the, and the Shrike guy doing the, the whole thing at the opening and they de-aged Morgan Freeman Right, they've done the fucking whole de-aging thing that they're really good at in CGI well, stuff. Listen, C- CGI, right? Uh, I watched Furious 7. Oh. Fast and Furious 7. So good, isn't right? it? Yeah, it's so good, isn't it? Paul Walker's at the end yet, man! Oh, that's really bad, that CGI, I don't like it. So no. I can totally tell it's, oh, it's bad. Convince me. Did you I thought you'd seen it the whole film. Fu- whole <laughs> no. I said, here, they must have known. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's bits of that, you must like, have known mm. he was going to crash his Lamborghini and fucking die. <laughs> There's bits of that that's just really, really badly kind of... You can see the liner in it. But uh, now you see me, they they, they did a really good job with de-aging him, right? But when you first see him as the younger Morgan... Because Morgan Freeman's a guy who's never really been young-looking in movies, right? So they're they're flashing back to... Which would be the early 80s. What age was Morgan Freeman in the Shawshank? Morgan Freeman started acting when he was 40. And he's in his 40s. He done that Michael Keaton movie, uh, Clean and Sober. Which was fucking amazing, by the way. Everybody needs to watch Clean and Sober. It's but now you're Michael Keaton <laughs> for Bartley's or something. It's Michael Keaton's best movie by a fucking oh, Morgan Stanley. <laughs> Morgan Stanley. <laughs> is he really? Aye. I've not seen them. Was he doing the voiceover for the ads? I think he does. Probably does fucking. No, he doesn't. It's the guy. Samuel Jackson. It's the impressionist. Oh, this is the impressionist. Um, it does it right there. No, more I'm than it's more that. than dot com. <laughs> I am more than dot com. Oh my god. Right, but the day the did that sound like him? <laughs> no, no, you're the girl up there. Your impressions are top notch. Uh, exactly. And what they've done is the DA, he started acting in his 40s, so he's never like been on screen to kind of pull back as a young Morgan Freeman, you know, for the CGI. But they've done really good with it. But they cover it up, and it's really clever, kind of, at the beginning, because they show it as video footage. Is him presenting on a TV show with his name underneath it's a Thaddeus Bradley, I think his name is underneath the thing, like the wee the wee mm-hmm. insignia at the bottom. And he's talking, it's like, oh that's really cool, because they've got the kind of VHS interference. And then you see him in real life, for Mark Ruffalo's point of view when he's a wee boy, but they they haze the screener and about him. And and he's the only person they did that way. I don't know why is they'd save money so they don't have to de-age him if I can make him interact with everybody else. But I thought it was really cheap for a kind of big movie. But it was well, he was 57, if my... And Shawshank. Really, and Shawshank. He was, he was, he was 57 and Shawshank. Uh, Wait, did you say, man? He was born in 1937. Right. Well, I'll tell you something. Old, I, 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 see, like... <clears throat> Wait a minute. Where is he right now? He must be that 80. makes him nearly 80, aye. He'll be 80 next year. Aye. 
He's, he's, good I think on he's, Morgan Freeman. I think he's a good actor. Yeah. He's, he's, a like, brilliant he's a solid actor, actor but he does. He's Morgan Freeman in a Listen, free movie. He's a lazy actor as well, right? He's a lazy actor because a lot of times he'll just show up and he'll do his thing, like Samuel Jackson. There's loads of actors. Fucking Alec Baldwin does it and all. They're just going to show up and they've already they've accrued a kind of. What do you want them? Would they put on weight and lose weight and all? Like fucking Matthew McConaughey. And I, I, I don't want you them to be transformative every Listen, time. Listen, the I chances that. are though that people have got Morgan Freeman there to be Morgan Freeman. That's true. So he can be lazy. Morgan true. Freeman has probably never I'm done never, an audition in his life. I'm never no, known I Morgan Freeman. Tread the boards lots before aye, driving Miss Daisy and all that. Aye, but as soon as, as, soon as mm-hmm. he became Listen, Morgan Freeman, famous Morgan Freeman, no, 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 he has never done a. a there, I, I heard there is a movie that he done that uh, was covered on Opie and Anthony. Was where I first ever heard it, and it's called Street Smart. IMDb that it's fucking amazing. He plays a pimp in it. Plays a, he plays a pimp. This ties in, into the Mick Hargan It does. Chris, Christopher Reeve fucking Superman plays a journalist. 1987, Christopher oh, Reeve, Kathy Baker. movie that is. Oh. Christopher Reeve. What's his What's name Christopher in it? Christopher Reeve. What's Morgan Freeman's name in it? You should ask no Superman. Black. Morgan <laughs> Freeman's name is Fast Black. Fast Black. Oh. He's a taxi, man. He's oh. a TOA. He's, He's a, a fast black. He's a bad motherfucker oh. in that listen, movie, man. Listen. Oh. He smashed a Yoohoo bottle. Fucking oh, I'm more concerned amazing. about. I'm more concerned about the fact that Christopher Reeve has only ever played a journalist in all his movies. No, 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 no. Christopher Reeve was in a was in a movie called The Aviator. See if you, he played a pilot. See if you don't. No, about, well, I was going to say the one. That no, no, Robbie that Aviator. No. He played. It was in like 1990 or something. Did he like, play a jockey in any of them? <laughs> But you know what? Fair play to him because he done the remake of Rear Window when he was in his wheelchair. It was fucking rotten, but he remade the Jimmy Stewart Alfred Hitchcock movie. I've never I didn't seen it. Know that. I remade that as a TV movie, which it was rotten, but fair play to him for trying it. Oh, mm. do you know what? He was in the fucking Superman listen, TV series. It was a small film. That was the last thing he did, small film. Uh, listen, he was I, in there. I know cool I, as I, that. Well, here. As himself. I'm sorry I'm for Marvel. fucking does <laughs> him. He's good. I'm sorry for Marvel. Oh, he had a famous gay kiss. What was, his, what was that movie? That was another good movie. What was that movie? Who did? Oh, uh, Christopher, Christopher Reeve. Reeve. He was a handsome bastard. He was a really good looking guy. Yeah. But that, that was his problem, though. I think that's all he really had. Because he wasn't a great actor, though. He couldn't really play a lot. He was he was Superman, wasn't he? I mean, you can't really No, I've seen some of his interviews, see when he wasn't well. Oh, He's right. funny. Aye. He's well, very funny. Could he be, isn't he? <laughs> what else you got left? No, but but I could imagine that... Right, you know, I'm booing you as well for that one. Boo. What? Boo. He's going to be funny. No, no, but no, he could be better and fucking twist. Exactly, <laughs> no. exactly. Never. I watched. Listen, I watched nope. a documentary. Have you ever heard the uh, what's his name, Jason Becker? No, who's that? Right, Jason Becker is a is a guitarist. Oh, I do know this guy. Right, Jason Becker is a guitarist, right? Uh, who is massively respected, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of eighties, nineties, when all these guys were coming out and playing absolutely fucking. Mental solo guitar uh, stuff, yeah. right? Jason Becker was the best of them, right? And Did he J- do the session stuff? Oh, that? no, I'm trying Google Jason Becker, please. Uh. <laughs> so, Jason Becker was this fucking amazing guitarist, right? Massively respected, right? Mm-hmm. And the poor guy, he go, uh, 
Uh, oh, is it no that is, was it called Lou Gehrig's disease no, in America? Is no, it like motor no, neuron? Motor neuron disease. Well, you basically you get trapped inside aye, your own body. Aye, so you got motor neuron disease. As a guitarist, you get that? at twenty six. Oh, right. Which that's is not what it was. He had what? What was it? He had. He did have motor neuron disease. I his fucking dog. Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. Aye, it's probably fucking called motor neuron disease to us. <laughs> is it not like a version of that Lou Gehrig's disease? Wait a minute. Amyotrophic what? Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. AL, actually, ALS. ALS. Is ah, motor neuron disease. Neuron. Right. There you go. ALS. So, so it is. Also Lou Gehrig's. So right. we're all right. Right, exactly. Fucking so, calm down, Diane. Jason Becker. ALS, Jason right. Becker got got a, a motor neuron disease, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the fucking oh, see that disease? It's the most horrific thing. By the way, I'm going to say, see that whole. I don't agree with all these daft internet things pose for cancer and all that shit. Mm. Stupid, right? But see if it's raising money and see that whole ice bucket challenge thing, ah, right? That was great. Huh? Aye, uh, people done hadn't it. really heard of that disease in that. I way heard before. it because my wife's auntie works for mm-hmm. uh, motor neuron. Uh, Scott, uh, Scotland, both one in Glasgow anyway. M N M N D Scotland, I think it is. Um, so we, uh, I, I watched that documentary about him, right? Mm-hmm. And it was fucking heartbreaking watching this guy who was in the prime. I mean, he was in the prime his youth. He's twenty six year old or uh-huh. something. He got it, and he was an amazing guitarist, right? But do you know what the the movie's called? Mm. Not dead yet, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And you know, I can only guess. That Jason Becker picked a name for it, right? Uh-huh. Because what happened is everybody assumed when he got it, he just died, that right? Was but but uh, I'm sure does that know what Stephen Hawking has got? Yeah, I imagine that's right. So some so, format, aye. so what um, what happened to, and J- with Jason Becker is they interview him mm-hmm. and he's talking through a computer and all that, right? right? And he was one of the greatest and they had, they actually have like a concert or something at the end of it for him. Yeah. And he, he, it's a progression of disease as well so imagine he would be I, able to play up to a point and then it would just it would just lose it. But what he was saying is he started to be a limp and I think right. that happens with a lot of people, you okay. know? And then uh, and then he was playing guitar and he was getting all messed up and right. and uh, and his motor neuron functions were all gone. And it's also about fucking Jimmy Johnston died here, no? Right? So it's, I mean, it's a horrific thing. Uh, and f- poor fucking Fernando Ricks in the news go to it, right? Rangers, right, right back. He get, he get that, right? And when they interviewed him, now you're saying about having humour, right? Mm-hmm. That guy, some of the stuff he says was really funny. <laughs> Aye. He talks about, uh, they says to him about how, how, uh, how hard is it to deal with and all that? Uh, and he he says it's it's all right. He says I just sit here and get spoon fed ice cream all day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And then and you can see like he's got a slight smile for the side of his mouth. But that's another brilliant documentary. Uh, I'm sorry, I fucking jumped. I don't know. I, I remember. It's uh, called Not Dead. Yet. It's a good. Documentary. Richard Pryor. Remember when Richard Pryor uh, came back and done a bit of stand up before he died? Uh-huh. Uh, they done a big. I think it might have been Variety or Rolling Stone or something where they'd done a big spread on him, and it was him in his wheelchair getting pushed by his daughter, and the thing was, I'm not dead yet, motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 and he came back and he started doing comedy kind of regularly after that uh-huh. as well. And I, I love that. As, Do you think it's a sick humour? No, I think it's something about facing the ultimate. I mean, the f- facing that you're going to, your body's now in a f- state that it will never recover from. And people who are, I think, creative-minded people, such as a guitarist or a stand-up comedian, uh, they, they deal with it. Or an actor, like, think me, uh, 
Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve, exactly. He's uh, a determined guy, you know. Christopher oh Reeve. my God, it's so much work for charity and uh, stem cell research and all that. And so these are guys that have got a certain creative drive in them, and they have to look at it differently than than anybody really. And Warren Zevon, as well, is another one. Well, uh, that's another. That's a documentary that I can't watch with the wind. With, uh, is that what the documentary's called? Uh, and the, 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 the Letterman appearance is something that kind of, which I always, because I'm such a big fan of Warren Zevon, but the way he dealt with his impending death. Do you know, I know, I know. See the thing with Warren Zevon? Warren Zevon makes the joke that every one of his songs is a preparation for that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because his songs are so dark and all that. My right? shit's fucked up. I, my shit's fucked up. It's oh, one of his songs, right? It's amazing. But then, see when you get to that, he does that last album, and mm. I swear I greet it that last oh, album. That's, uh, that's called The Wind, I think that's yeah. what the documentary is. It came so, out, uh, it was like a kind of thing where they'd done a documentary along with him making the album, uh, because I think his daughter just had twins, if I remember right. I don't know. And he wasn't supposed to live long enough to see them, and he wanted to do this album and this documentary to, I think, make sure that he could work through and, and live long enough to see his granddaughter, his, his, his grandchildren. So uh, I, I'm sure that was, I've just been a while since I've seen that documentary. Nah, uh, same here, but uh, I did, I watched it for some reason. I was listening, <laughs> I had a weird day the other day, right? right? When I went into the tune. Uh, I went, <laughs> weird, it's always a weird day when I go into the <laughs> tune, right? So yeah. I, I, I was into the tune and, uh, and I parked. Uh, it was only a, you know, a, what I call a smash and grab, right? It was, it was, <laughs> I went into the tune and it was a case of, Get in, do what you've got to do, leave, right? So, but I didn't leave, mm-hmm. right? I just I had one of the. You weird, had a wee wonder. Aye. I, I, see, sometimes. Right, uh, that's what. Uh, well, it was just to go to the bank. No, right. right? Um, so I was going to the, the bank, the tune, because Cooperative Bank, I've only got one fucking bank the whole of Glasgow. <laughs> and uh, so, don't hack my account now. <laughs> <laughs> See, see if you hack my account, you're getting nothing. <laughs> That's what I was there to talk to him about. Um, so, so I was going to tune, smash and grab, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm no, uh, I'm sitting here in a pair of joggies, right? You're very stylish, right? Aye, exactly. <laughs> I'm no, uh, I get slagged at the you, school. I get slagged at the school gates for being underdressed, right? You look like a kind of out of shape guy at a boxing gym. Oh dear, I look like fucking... You look like a trainer <laughs> who has seen better days <laughs> and never had a shave. Aye, uh, aye. It's uh, just because of what you wear. because you got a hoodie and fucking You look joggies. like Dying Rocky <laughs> and Creed. And no, you right. don't look at all. So, the, but I get into the tune, right? And the, what honestly, see what cheers me up most in the world, mm-hmm. right? Apart from like, having a laugh in my wings and all that. And doing this podcast. I <laughs> which cheers me up most in the world is listening to music, right? Ah, yeah, and my iPod lay for ages because I've got an iPod classic like oh, Diane's got in there. And so good, Diane, guys. how good are iPod classics? The best invention ever. Exactly, right? Um, so ex- the telephone, the telephone's quite cool. Aye. Um, so explain your setup. Mate. So I've it's got in your motor. You can tell for you. Oh right? my god! There's, there's some weird fucking right. steampunk invention that's got. <laughs> Wires coming out of everything right. and then plugging in. So them. I've got an iPod Classic, right? That's never charged, <laughs> even though I've got a, like a, a, a docking station mm-hmm. on my on my uh, my fucking wee hi-fi, right? right? My missus bought me this hi-fi for Christmas a couple of years ago, uh, and it's get it's got all the shit, right? Aye. Remember, hi-fi used to be pure massively Aye. stacked, right? Well, this thing's just a wee box, Sony 
other brands are available. <laughs> um, it's a Sony one, and it's got uh, it's got the obviously CD player, right? Mm-hmm. It's got and a wee docking station. It's got so a docking station, the and it's got a dab thing. Me, cool, but the docking yeah. station also charges the, yeah. the iPod. But I've got all my shit and CDs, and mm-hmm. I've got some vinyl. Uh, I used to have mere, but. Um, you've got a lot of Springsteen though you've collected Springsteen I know but I get a load of my vinyl I get, I get a certain someone we well, like, must clarify this is before it was fucking cool to be into vinyl you've, no, been, collect- ah, you've been collecting vinyl like with Springsteen okay, stuff aye, like aye, but, years but, and years but ago but I get some vinyl away um, like bags and bags here, mm. right? Um, I get away Bootsy Collins Oof, Bootsy's yeah. rubber band man yeah. You're a mug. I know. You're right, download it. Fu- Wait, download no, it. it's not right. a point. The final of it. Listen, listen. Funkadelica. Right. You're a, you're a fool, uh, man. You're a fool. Uh, what else, man? Uh, uh, I can't... Do you know what? I, I can no. just play that on my phone right now. Who cares? Mike, and it'll sound like a pile of... Right, listen. Rubbish, no, man. It doesn't beat the vinyl, man. Mike DeVille records. Did you give me Mink DeVille? Right. Oh, aye, so now suddenly you're like, oh, aye, oh, aye, you give away. Because Mink DeVille's cool, though. Right. So Wait, Bootsy Collins. Bootsy's rubber band. Wait, yeah, Jesus. I mean that, that way. Get I mean... the film critic out. <laughs> the musical conversations, right. man. So, so uh, I've got this iPod and it's never used. Right. And I decided I'm going to put my iPod in the motor. How am I going to get it to work in the motor? Because... <laughs> My motor's old as fuck, you know? Uh, and it doesn't actually have an audio in. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have an auxiliary input. Right. right? So I'm like, ah, shit, how am I going to get this to work? Mm-hmm. So I goes to Asda, right? Other stores Other available. Stores <laughs> and I buys one of them things that, uh, that yeah, transfers yeah, that it on, onto, the, onto the radio station, right? Uh, but every time you go buy a taxi, you're... Go outside the pole station. Oh, aye, listening mm-hmm. to their shit. Mm-hmm. Do they use, still use radios? Oh, I don't, know. Probably Facebook I don't think other. you can hear the polis anymore. Remember, people used to use pagers? I used to have a pager. Did you? Aye. Oh, shit, somebody's paging. Somebody. Oh, no, I can't believe you. Do you want me to tell you? Dumpties. Hey, wait a minute. Do you want me to tell wait, you? Did you used to be a doctor? No. <laughs> There you is know, absolutely no reason for you oh, have shit. a page. I, I, was, I, know, I know what it was. He's chicks going, oh shit, heart transplant. <laughs> <laughs> the blockbuster video gave them it for you, man. Is that what it was? It was global video, I'll have you oh, know. Oh, I, I do right, apologise. It was the scummier version, thank you. <laughs> no, right. I had a page I only knew like three people at the time. Or but people were paging you? No, nobody ever paged did, me. Did you page? <laughs> Listen, I never used a page, but do, do you page somebody? Do you know what happens? I'll tell you. No, no, no. no. I'll tell you how it happens. I'll right. tell you how it You had a number and you phone up the number, your page your number, right? And then a wee woman would answer and say, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, say, my God. Right, I want to send a message. And they're like, okay, what is the number? And you would read out the number. And then you would say what you wanted to say. Thank you very much. Boom. All and, right. then, and then I would look at Did my Did you ever up. get people to phone up and give you like a fake message? Aye, all the time, aye. Aye. Just see, see if she say like a sweaty word. No, it was daft things. Did like, your dad ever uh, say get your fucking ass up the road? <laughs> no, because they wouldn't type it. They would never type that kind never of thing. Type never type a sweaty word? No, they oh, swe- goodness I me. think I go and type ass. Oh, I think maybe I did. I can't even remember. But that was at the time God that oh that was maybe that was when nobody had phones though. Obviously. Right, this is like Why would you have a fucking no, page no, on like, like, phone? No, you still you could get mobile phones stuff like but pages were dead. Cheap. Fo- remember they did phones in the house? <laughs> Do you remember having to go? You've got a phone box across the road. Ah, yeah, people remember? Go, phone box. Ah, yeah. go out the phone box, phone your auntie Christy. <laughs> La, but she's not got a phone there. I know, yeah. but she'll be waiting at the other phone <laughs> box. <laughs> 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 
And do you remember phoning takeaway food for the phone box and stunning the phone box to wait the phoning back to confirm your order? No, we never did that because we stayed near the fast food place we did the phone box. Good walk along and phone me a curry. <laughs> we didn't have curries then We had chippies That was all man No no uh, My cousin You're aging yourself there Diane <laughs> Diane's actually only like 37 <laughs> Careful <laughs> <laughs> My cousin Paddy Who listens to this We shout out to Paddy He's been listening since uh, the first one uh, Alright we Paddy <laughs> We uh, It's what age would we I'm not been? saying that What right year <laughs> what, you, you know Paddy <laughs> didn't Of course I know You know Paddy, Paddy right? How do you know Paddy You went to yeah, school, school Paddy, Didn't you Aye. Did you have a nickname in school Can you remember Me Aye. Was it Mogwai <laughs> <laughs> Nicknames, so I was talking to Paddy on uh, Messages. Oh, handsome stuff. Oh, handsome stuff. Of course, <laughs> absolutely. Aye. Uh, can you can you Google something for me, Dan? What year did the movie Scream come out? Wait a minute. I think it was ninety six. I'm, I'm in the middle of talking about getting into Twin Ones, Yvonne. And uh, <laughs> we'll get back to that. Ninety six. Ninety six, right? So it was then, right? So nineteen ninety six. Not a lot of people had mobile phones and stuff, right? And I had a pager. Well, I got a mobile phone at this time, right? And Paddy got one as well. Now, this is the days before when you really couldn't do much with your phone, right? You could really just phone people. But I got his number. I think I barely carry it. I was, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> terrible, but it was a big clunky thing with the green screen, right? It was really bad. And I remember uh, his dad was running, talking to my dad one time, and uh, I got his number after his dad's phone or something, or he left Paddy's number. And I didn't let on to Paddy that I had a phone, right? So I decided I'd prank him, right? And. So I'd phone up Paddy and I would play screams for movies, right? And uh, get like I'd fast forward into a horror movie where somebody would scream, and uh, I would I would shout I'm coming to get you, I'm coming for it. And I would hang up the phone, right? And I'd done it over and over and over again. And the best one that I'd done was I got an electric toothbrush, right? <laughs> and I played the electric toothbrush. It sounds like a chainsaw. Or a phone, right? <laughs> I don't know how that Paddy had to remind me of this. I didn't even remember I'd done this. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck I figured that out. But You're the best cousin. <laughs> fucking awful. I'm going to murder so, you. So I was playing this. In the house. <laughs> so I could hear him going, I'm, I'm coming to get you. I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you. And uh, the last time I'd done it was he got his sister to answer the phone and say, We've phoned the police. And I was like, Oh, fuck shit. So I hung up the phone and never done it again. And then his dad was running again saying, Somebody's fucking phoning Paddy. And he's running. And I was like, Oh, I need to come clean. I have to even tell my dad I was doing it. <laughs> and, and did you ever come terrible. clean? I did, I, at that time I had to, eh? uh, And Paddy just reminded me of that there, so uh, when he was talking. Well, back to pagers, music. Warren's Eve How the fuck did we you get were, here? You were walking in the tune listening so, to your, your no, crazy so, old-fashioned no, fucking what iPod. Saying. My radio, my radio, right, is hooked up to my iPod, mm-hmm. which is on charge. I've got a double plug thing. I've got my wee radio transmitter in it, <laughs> right? And I've got my iPod on a wee thing on the dash mm-hmm. and that's hooked up into that <laughs> and then it transmits whatever I've got and then I remembered mm-hmm. I've actually got some cool tunes on my iPod right some shite because see Julie, Julie, got, me that, Julie got, no, Julie got me that <clears throat> iPod right mm-hmm. and she's like look what you can do with it Beyonce <laughs> and apart from yeah, apart from work it out right she's got some good no the ones you've done that funk that fucking uh, no, it's see the ones with the cool bass lines. Crazy and Love's amazing. The, Beyonce, I've got, I don't have anything against Beyonce. I think right. she's alright. 
Better leave a cast. I tell you the thing that annoys me about Beyonce. See all that stuff about that Lemonade album she brought out, right? And how it was. Go on, explain to me what this is. I only just read it. Not really, it's not really. I think it's Lemonade for Pish or something. No, it's about empowerment and. A Black visual matter and a, a whole right. bunch of things, right? But everybody goes on about, yeah, yeah, Wait. Beyonce, she wrote this and she's down with the people. Do you know that? It's got 76 writer credits on it and really? it's something like 12 songs. Can I stop you a wee second? Can I stop you a second? You see this yes, about what, and female empowerment and Black Lives Matter. Do you know what I know about that album? It's fucking, it, it's a visual album and it's like Debbie with ah, the good hair. I know, I know, but What it's, the fuck is Debbie with the good hair? How do I know that? There's a message behind it. If you've sat and... Take in the whole thing. There's, there's a, Fuck. There's oh, a who social gives a fuck? Bollocks, it. Pink Floyd. <laughs> For fuck's sake. And if you play fucking Wizard of Oz with that side of the moon. Did she uh, do the Did she do the Black Panther fucking thing? It was a Super Bowl or something like that? Was that in part of that? Aye. Was that uh-huh. that? Yeah, I remember Still, that. They, they caused a bit of controversy with that. Did nobody, listen, did nobody click onto the fucking... Pink Floyd, that side of the moon, and Wizard of Oz thing? No. Never heard of that? I I've never heard of it. I've, I've never heard Dark Side of the Moon. Right, if you play Dark Side... And you know what? I see, if I see if I go to my grave and never even heard that, <laughs> I couldn't give a fuck. It right. made any difference in my I'm life. I'm going to tell you something now. You have horrified me with really? that. Because the chances heard... are you have actually heard all of Dark Side of the Moon because no. every single one of those songs will have been played on the radio without fail. Aye, I know every I've, I've heard them, but I have but never... But you've not sat down sat, and no. listened to it, right? Or this any is of how horrified... The feeling you're about to get is how horrified I am. I have never seen a Godfather movie. Ugh, I know people like you out there, isn't it? Right. But anyway, and that's how I felt. So your life heathen, is worse for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, back to Warren Zevon. Right. So I've got you're this, and tomb. I've got Warren Zevon on my fucking iPod Wait, in the motor, right? And I'm driving along, <laughs> and it's Excitable Boy, it's right? He's just doing Excitable Boy, oh, right? Steve McGuire version. Right? Oh, Tim, 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 So I'm, so I'm driving hey, you, through. Shut up. I'm driving through the tune. It's not happening. I'm pining to come in here to record <laughs> <laughs> Or Maybe you're saying, please no subconsciously. <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> the uh, fucking shut him up. <laughs> uh, the, uh, so the, I'm, I'm listening to Excitable Boy by Warren mm-hmm. Zevon in the motor, right? And see Warren Zevon, everything about Warren Zevon is dark, right? Yeah. But see dark humour, I find that hilarious, Absolutely. right? Okay. So I get suit and I've got the Warren Zevon Excitable Boy tune. Dun, 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 <laughs> and I'm like that, right? And it's giving me a certain bounce to my step, yeah. right? Because it's still playing in my head, right? Because I've got it as loud as anything in the motor. Pull in, put two quid in the parking meter. Walks along, because I'm only there, it's a, it's a smash and grab, like I say, right? Yeah. I've got Excitable Boy in my head, right? And see where I've parked? I would only describe that as being like a kind of business district in Glasgow, right. right? And I'm wearing my fucking joggies, <laughs> right? My joggies and a hoodie, right? Much and I like you are right now. I, well, I, had, I don't even know what t-shirt I had on, something pure mm-hmm. hanging out me, right? <laughs> so it's all, I, I'm walking out of the tune and I see all these people and it must be, it's... 12 o'clock just after 12 well, it's lunch time uh... right and all these people are coming out of the fucking offices right mm-hmm. uh, to get their I don't know their fucking cafe au lait cafe au or mocha frappuccinos exactly exactly I want some brie on my sandwich <laughs> right right <laughs> so so you've got, they're fucking coming out and they're, they're getting these fancy sandwiches right mm-hmm. 
I'm going to say they're wanky sandwiches, right? right. And therefore, everybody is miserable, right? <laughs> right. Everybody's right. miserable. Uh. They're all dressed to the nines. Uh. They've all got the suits on. The women have got the the uh, the trouser suits or oh, the the, 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 the kind of the nice uh, pinstripe skirt and. Right. Uh, and they've all got the ties and maybe the wee cravat things that the women wear, right? right. And I'm saying to myself, I'm walking and I am like a tramp, right? <laughs> and I am the happiest man <laughs> in the tune, right? I'm bouncing through there and I'm going, it's just an excitement, boy, in my head, right? Uh, and I'm laughing at them all uh, to myself, but n- knowing it's on my face. Can you imagine what you look like to them? I, I'm the one that looks insane. Right? <laughs> That's true, eh? But these people are all fucking robots, man. Uh, all walking about with their ties on and the, and uh, what is a tie for? I don't know. Diane, go and do me a favour, right? What is a tie? What was it invented for? Because it's something that's it's, it fucking it's uh, weird. It's just a fashion item. I'm willing to bet it just developed from the cravat. Aye, but it doesn't serve any purpose. It gets in your way. It's just an extra bit exactly. of fucking material. You ever tried to shake that tie? No, a long kipper tie anyway, <laughs> no. Go to your wedding, do a shake that tie on. It goes away doing the pan. This is obviously something I've never tried. It goes away doing the pan and see if you pee out the way like a boy. <laughs> If you How be- long are your ties? Eh? How long's my will? If I'm being it. He's a wee bit of lowdown on who invented right, the tie. The origins, according to Wikipedia, uh-huh. other useless information right. sites are available. The modern necktie spread by Europe traces back to the time of the Thirty Years' War, which was between 1618 and 1648, when Croatian mercenaries from the Croatian military frontier in the French service, wearing their traditional small knotted neckerchiefs, aroused the interests of the Parisians. Due to the slight difference between the Croatian word for Croats, frate, or something like that, and Uh the French word croates, the garments became known as the Cravat. Cravat. Right. The boy king Louis the Fourteenth began wearing a lace cravat. Trying to man the iron mask, is that him? Uh, don't know. 1646, when he was seven, and set the fashion for French nobility. Can you see that? That's that where the, the French origins. fashion. Louis the So it's half Croatian, but then of course the, the French, French saw it and went, "Oh, we want this." And made and it amazing. Right. Can me- I just say I did an accent there and didn't get slagged by the two of you? Woohoo! Because <laughs> we wouldn't do that to you. I know, exactly. You're just, you're <laughs> oh, moral high ground, you're isn't rotten. it? No, moral not at high all. ground. Right. Is so, it? so that was the 17th century? Yes, it was. Right. right. Why are we still wearing it? Exactly. Surely it's well, no wearing the big giant beehive fucking uh, uh, wigs that they used to exactly. wear. And- I've never seen MD in any MC Hammer trousers, did he? <laughs> And that I was only know. 20 years ago. I don't know. They fucking, they, they, they low riding joggies are getting a Let bit Let me read on and I shall try and find out why we still win. No, I don't want to know. Don't care. I don't care. Oh, we don't okay. care. They people are fucking. Strangely, not do I. They people are insane, right? See the Google generation where everybody's sitting in their denims with a fucking t shirt on. That is how work should be, right? How are you going to get work done? See, and even see meeting clients. See, Nobody meets clients anymore, they play golf. Aye, I know. Do you know what I mean? golf shit? There is something though, I remember a long time ago, I went to do one of the interview training courses, right? And there is something that makes a bit of sense to this, right? And I don't, and I've never, I'll be very honest, I've never applied it, right? But I guess theoretically it does work. And they say that when you get up in the morning mm-hmm. to do phone interviews and stuff, if you get a phone interview at nine o'clock, they said you should get up like you were going to work and you should shower and you should get your clothes on, you should put a suit on. I'm a date on the pan. And sit down. <laughs> 
and sent it to him. Can I just say, as somebody who used to be self-employed and work from home, I completely agree with that. Now, whilst it's fun sitting doing your work in your pyjamas, uh-huh. eating your toast... It's not as productive. Mentally. If you, mentally you have to yeah. go to your work at night. I know, but do you know what it is? See, the thing is, see people who, see the Google generation like I was talking about, yeah. they people find that shit so easy they can do it in their pants. They, Look at they, it they, right? We only find it difficult because we were brought up in a different way. Aye, that, they they find it easier because see, my they're brother, millennials. Mm. My brother works in computing, right? And mm. I know for a fact, see, he has, I don't know what he does new <laughs> is his job, right? But because he just took a new job. Aye. But see, his last job, he could have done that on the toilet pan in the buff. We doing an upside doing <laughs> the Hornstone or something, right? No, it's because people are talented at what they do. It doesn't look good matter they how do. they look when they're yeah. doing it. Exactly, exactly. Look, now, but it, it, it's only big companies that you hear like Pixar. They all come dressed in fucking Hawaiian shirts and sandals, and they create magic every day, and that's amazing and stuff. But I don't see that being able to work if a guy's got a fucking hut and dulcetter. You know, it's not going to be the same. I don't know what you mean. Well, that work ethic when you when these guys can afford to be lax in their clays and and be eccentric when they come to work because they're working for like companies like Pixar and Google, you have to have a different mentality and you're working at a far lower rate. So you you're know. working. See, Aye, do but don't forget though. I mean, like Sweden's just gone to a, officially a six-hour working day. Really, it is yes. more efficient to do less work. And that it was makes the same. No see, fucking right, sense. see when the recession hit, there was I can't remember the name of them, I'm not going to remember there was a few companies down south, right? right. And they asked their staff in fact they were all over, it was asked up their here, staff four day week. they asked them to go to a four day <coughs> week. Rather than pay people off, if all the staff agreed to go to a four day week, mm-hmm. they could afford to keep them all on, right? But would they not get a lesser rate? Yeah, they did. They pay? all had to take the pay cut, but it was better than people losing their job, job, right? Now, right? At the end of the recession, the management went back to them, thanked them all, like, you, that was amazing what you did. We can mm-hmm. now put you all back up to a five-day week. Mm-hmm. Every one of them said no, and they looked at the productivity level, and it went up when right. the same people know? only did a four-way week. But and they're the company with less money. kept them. No, it didn't listen. matter. They did. They were happier. Do you know what, see... F- it was as simple see, as that. They were happier see people. FES, Fourth Electrical Services, and the construction industry, Fez, right. they were all working, and still do, I think, mm-hmm. to a four-day week, right? Right, right? The thing that I don't believe... Now, I they get less money. I think they get 30, 31 hours instead of 38, right? But they get less money, right? Now, it's, uh, it's a hindrance, right? But see the thing is... I don't believe in these fucking big companies mm-hmm. are, are uh, losing money hand over fist. What I believe is, by the way, our profit margins are done. Yeah, yeah. And rather than give our profit margin to you, yep. we want more from ourselves. We'll so we're going to fucking uh, put you on a four-day week. Do you accept it? If you don't, we're going to pipe hunters off. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what the thing is? See if like mobs like Fez, right? I'm never getting a job with Fez now, right? <laughs> but if mobs like Fez decided, do you know what? We're going to pipe people off. They couldn't honour their fucking contracts. Right, so it turns into another animal, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where I, I totally agree. Four day weeks, fucking amazing. I've done it. Right, mm-hmm. it's brilliant. I'd rather do four. I always do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather do four twelves uh, than do. I get that. You get your work out in the way. Aye, then then a Friday. But your work is really hard, though. Your work is strenuous. It's F- hard physi- labour. If you physical. get it physically, it if can you get be. it all out the no, way. It can be. Uh-huh. It can be. It can't. Isn't it always? But you can't work. See, the fact of the matter is, you can't work full hammer and tongue for twelve years, mm. right? I don't know anybody that can. But productivity. So productivity wise, 
people maybe no getting what they see as their, their money's worth out of a four-day week mm-hmm. uh, at 12 hours. But four-day week at... But it's, it's a different kind of thing when you talk about office staff, though, as well, because they, they are, does the Monday, Friday, 95 job still exist? Because I don't see it as much. Being a taxi driver and being out on the road a lot, the roads are so busy now. I always wonder, like, on a Wednesday afternoon, the roads are fucking packed. Is it these people don't go to work? Are well, they at their work? Well, see, this, this is getting taken me back into the tune here, right? So I goes into the bank, right? And it's a wee bit busy or whatever. There was a woman with some kind of COPD. She was like, Son, can I be in front of you? I'm like, aye, on you go here. Don't get long left, you know right? right? <laughs> I've got way longer than you on your <coughs> like, Of course you can, you know? So she goes up in the woman's lap, what are you saying? And she can hardly talk and all that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, poor woman. So she ends up, uh, they end up to get her a seat. They all fucking right, sat her down right. at the bank in front of you, like Oof. the wee dingy. So she's trying to get her, her uh, hang me sorted out. That's a fucking joy. She, she, she had to go all the way into there uh, to deal with it, man. Um, she got family like, rubbing their hands behind her. <laughs> she <laughs> empty the bank account. <laughs> so she, um, so I, so I'm waiting anyway. I, I get seen and I walk out and I've still got like 20 minutes before I need to get back to the mm. motor because the motor is the only fucking thing I'm answerable to at that point, right? <laughs> is that wee guy with the clicky? Because yep. I'm already yep. skin toe and if he gives me a fucking parking ticket, <laughs> I'm. It's bad news, right? Mm-hmm. So I I decide, I'm like, I've got 20 minutes. I'm going to walk out onto Buchanan Street, Faye Gordon Street. So I'll walk out onto Buchanan Street and it is bananas. <laughs> it is bananas. <laughs> There's people, like uh, you say, have you not got jobs? Uh, are you all tourists? Right? Uh, I know. And they're all just a swarm. They're all wandering about. And there's a wee guy playing Donovan, right? With scraggly hair, right? Hey, Who's he playing? Uh, Catch the Wind. Oh, that's right? a lovely song. That. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a lovely song. The wee guy was all right at it, right? But then he tried uh, Heart of Gold and he... Uh, 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 oh, no, I, I don't even that. know what he was singing. He was... Hey, I'm like, what is he singing? Right? <laughs> Because uh, he's singing it with one of them kind of half English accents that, oh, they, right, okay. that the young team favour now. <laughs> right? so, so he's, uh, I'm trying to think there was a certain word. Mm-hmm. I'm on a road. I, I don't even know how. I am trying to think of the, 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 there was a word that I'm going like, son. It's like of, and he goes, ooh, like that. <laughs> and I'm like, it's heart of gold, you know, it's no. Um, so. Aye, so I, I decided I'll just stand and watch the wee guy for a bit and I leaned against one of the green boxes with the electric, electrical oh, yeah. shit in it and I'm leaning against it I'm just watching everybody, right? And again, who jumps into my head? Yeah. He's just an incredible <laughs> boy! <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'm smiling with my darkest humour, right? right, right, right. And, and I'm like, huh? I'm just watching and I'm watching and I'm laughing to myself yeah. at these people. And do you but know the what? Song, I, see the song Excitable Boy though? It's basically, what, what is the narrative of that song? I'm not what I say. I don't know. Let people listen to it on the it's Tumblr. A, I know, but, but it's The narrative of the song is basically the people are excusing this young boy for being a certain way to but say he he's just he excitable. Ramps it up and it gets worse and worse. But, but the song. Was, as Warren's Yvonne does, the, the boy ends up, he fucking rapes his prom date and murders her mm. and then he builds a cage out of her bones. But it's done in humour. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> I, it sound really know, that funny to do, but I know. wait till you hear the song. Aye, so, so, uh, uh, so, let's just pumping through your head as you Aye, so I'm sitting there laughing in, to myself and I'm looking at all these people and I start thinking the kind of dark. Uh, marking a dark humour mm-hmm. and it's massive consumerism right? right that's why Buchanan Street is swarming with people people right. are on their lunch breaks buying shit Buy out, the, stuff out of the white company right? there's a thing though with the day uh, like fucking beauty uh, um, 
uh, procedures on your lunch break. It's all designed for you to do this shit on your lunch break. Get like Bonkers. Botox on your lunch break and shit. Bonkers. There's a guy out in the street cutting hair. Was it really? Aye, right in the middle of Buchanan Street. Seriously? Aye, and there's a woman selling the Scotsman <laughs> as well with a, a goodie bag. I don't yeah. know what was in the goodie bag, but like, where's a goodie bag? <laughs> I was hoping it was a Capri Sun or something. <laughs> 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 so, um, and there's a wee guy busking. Uh-huh. He's mega loud for some reason. Um, but he's good all the same, you know, and I gave him a pound as you would. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... He's um, probably got a bigger PA than the rest of his. <laughs> Modern day buskers no. are no buskers. They're having free rehearsals out in the street with full on gear, man. Gets on my nerves. It's actually, that do you know all. what? No, the wee guy only had like a, it's not a streetman, right? But like, it was It was like, see like a wee, uh, it was just, it was, a, it was a wee tiny box he had, but it was booming. Why? It was wooden. Why, why, it's a wee that? mini PA. He's not, he's, what happened to just the guitar and the hat? What happened to projection and standing in tunnels so that your sound could be carried exactly. and no one oh, to stand exactly. in corners and all that so that people could hear you? It's people rehearsing now. I, I actually really, really dislike taking electrical equipment out onto the street. It's not busking anymore. Because I know it made the subway so alive. I agree with you on that. Thank you. It made the subway so alive when you see a busker and stuff. Like in New York, that's a big attraction. No, the the subway system in I New York is all the acts that come in in the day. And for, day see, for me... See that wee lane between uh, Buchanan Street and uh, Royal Exchange Square and ah, right, right. the town. People used to stand there, mm-hmm. right? Aye. And see if you weren't there up early in the morning, man. You had to, you were lost your 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 pitch, yeah. and they used to stand there because it would bounce after was, right? right? And and it's right on Buchanan Street. So what what would happen is you would get you'd be on the corner like Diane says. Aye, you'd stand you that, would pick a place and you where you pick, get good sound. Uh, yeah, and and you would hear and you used to be drawn out of that area. Mm-hmm. People Did you do used much to busking. No, I never done busking in my yeah. puff. Um, so, fuck, nobody wants to hear me singing about fucking shadows are falling. <laughs> I'm running out of breath. It's like the most depressing busker in fucking Glasgow. Exactly. Or there's that, there's that guy singing Warren Zevon songs about raping the prom date. You know what I mean? For fuck's sake, man. I'd rather go fucking Bob Marley guy. Right. Oh, man. So, so, but people, you better listen to that song and don't judge me. <laughs> Right, it's called the Excitable Boy. Oh, right. we'll get up. Right, so the uh, you better share it, like oh. proper share it. <laughs> Don't worry, it's cool. You sound good. It's fine. Don't worry. Right, so so um, so I'm sitting there and watching it, and, and people are just drawn by the massive consumerism. Mm. And it's I've like seen, they live as it's fucking happened. Tony uh, Carpenter's they live game true. It's right? totally unnatural, but uh, what's happened is what I thought was natural. Right, what I think is natural is probably what we were talking about with Jamie the other uh, week. Yeah. Is lying. Not so much lying under the stars, but go on, look at this amazing world we've got. Yeah, it was in all the fucking concrete. You know, we've got this amazing world. See the most natural thing? See if I was going for a walk, right, mm-hmm. in the town, you would try and find somewhere with a bit of greenery. Do you remember they it's opened very that? Very hard. No, man. but do you remember they opened that thing along at, uh, Diane, along at, uh, near the Barras? And aye, the, the, the thingy park, the Barrowland Park. Aye. Commonwealth Park or something. I don't know what they called yeah. it, but they shut it, they shut it down, didn't they? They're, really, aye? Aye, for no reason. But that people were going, oh, please keep that open. No, mm. no, 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 no. F- the reason is, is because they can sell it, build flats on it. Let's, let's be honest This is an open-air space. This is aye. grass. Right, and here's, t- here's one then. Oh. Have you heard the North Kelvin Meadow? Right, it's a patch of ground that used to be an old foot, two old football parks, right in the West End, just off Cluston Street. Right, Right. okay. Council left it to rack and ruin for years, took the goalposts away, it was just rubbish, right? The local community got together. This is now the most amazing little meadow woodland, and it's beautiful. 
Now the council has been trying to get it back to put flats on it and they've taken it all the way. And actually, I think their decision, the final decision from the Supreme Court is due in the next month as to whether the local community gets to keep this. And it's one, it's just a big square, but they did it. And the council want it because the council want to put flats on it on an area that is already impossible to park in, has hundreds of tenements, and that's what they want it for. There must be protests. We need to stop. Glasgow is called Dear Green Place. That's its Gaelic, and we need the green places back because the council's ruining them. But well, the end of Diane. Go for a happy Diane. I'm on the trees, Nora. I'm on the trees. But they had that Barras Park, right? And it was. It's not so much the. It's no. It's the other end of the tune. It's. It's kind of you're leaving the tune and going into the east end. But but it was. It was walkable. If you worked in the Merchant City or anything like that, yeah. right? So people were going there for their lunch and what just sitting. Green, going to people's palace and stuff. Aye, that's well, what happens. Everybody finds a green space. Aye, that's, that's what you want to do. You want to just sit. Yeah, totally. and, and somewhere that there is... That, and by the way, I don't think there's any... This goes back to the most astounding fact for the last thing. Aye, I think the, the most the natural tasting. thing for people today is to go and, and be in the world. Mm-hmm. Rather than being the man-made shit, the concrete, mm-hmm. right? And I'm seeing all these people up and down, and the dark humour in me is going, "You're not half your nut," and they're looking at me and my joggies. Mm-hmm. That guy's half his nut. <laughs> he's stunned there laughing. Maybe he's kind of mentally retarded in some way, right? <laughs> it's what they're thinking, and I'm standing there giggling at them for being mental. Uh, and and do you know what the problem is? We need to do it. We need to we be need a wee bit more mental. No, I would need to do that. That too. But 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 for forced. We've got our arms up our back and we're mm-hmm. forced into this consumerist world where we're financially, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're getting strangled, you yeah. know. You're, by the tie. By the tie. The tie of, <laughs> the tie of <laughs> consumerism. The tie is symbolic of all our struggles yeah. against... So, oh, here's the fucking commie manifesto coming out of here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Basically, I, I'm, I'm giggling my head off at these people and they're all going in buying overly expensive shit, right? And the funny thing is, see if they never bought all that stuff, mm-hmm. they'd be able to go and fucking lie under the stars. <laughs> you know what I mean? See if, see if I never bought all, all the... Uh, I, I was, wings, you can't say No, that, but right? I was saying what disgusts me, right? right. I, think I, I don't know if I said this in a previous podcast, but what disgusts me, right, is that I pay eight quid for a fucking costume for a builder bear, right? <laughs> so do you, Bob, because you're buying off my wings every birthday, right? So... <laughs> but I, I pay eight quid for a costume for a builder bear, right? Do you know what eight quid means to fucking Syrian refugees right now? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what that... But to build a bear, it means a fucking jacket on to, a bear. Uh, no, doesn't he? <laughs> to build a bear, it just means some big fat arsehole sitting, uh, collecting money, like fucking Scrooge it McDuck. It makes Wayne so happy, build a bear. I know it does, and that's the problem, isn't it? No, because no, it makes him happy. No, it's because we're forced into that way, way the world is. Can I know just say, you'd probably both, you and your veins, would find it far more satisfying if you actually attempted to make it out of an old scrap bit of material Fuck for off. yourself. Too much effort, no. Aye, but and it would look shite, no. Do you know what the problem with that is, Diane? Personal satisfaction, Bob. No, Personal prob- satisfaction. I'd rather go and buy it and have the wee woman do the fucking thing and I, and I press the, the wee button and, and all the it all fills with the shit and I kiss the wee heart and put it in and... <laughs> I love all that. It's and then do the wee scent thing and they put the wee, the wee fucking sound. Kissing that wee heart, that's a symbol of love. It is. You and look, I need that in my no, life, Stephen. You well, love... And you can't, you can't kiss you love a consumerism. bit of material. <laughs> that's, what you, that's exactly yeah. what you're kissing. You're consumerism. kissing your money good You night. could still put, you could put more of your love into doing it by hand. No. With 
he's watching this uh, this all unfold and he's going, do you know what? I'm going to gamble on that? So he gambles on it maybe a year and a half before it happens, right? Yeah. And all his investors are going, you're off your nut, mm-hmm. right? So much so that they're all going to pull the plug in their money. So he has to put a blocker on the money leaving yeah. and then they all try to take him to court. He's going to lose everything or he's mm-hmm. going to win everything, yeah. is the thing. Whether that's true or not, it's just Hollywood, ah, yeah, right? But what happens is, see the housing, the, the big banks, the big banks kind of, when they see it happening, mm-hmm. right? Now, it's not just him that gambles. There's another couple of people, uh, Ryan Gosling. Uh, he's great, he, and he's a great uh, he, he gambles on it happening, right? Mm. And these two other wee guys, I can't remember who they are. Uh, they, they play like uh, college people, didn't they? they, uh, they well, they're just saw it kind of happening as well. Uh, uh, these are these guys that, uh, no, they had 100 grand, they made 30 million, but that's really? not enough for the big banks. That's not enough money to uh, sit at the big tables. So Brad Pitt's in it. Brad Pitt, that's who I'm forgetting. The Brad, modern day Robert Redford. He's turned Brad, into Robert Redford before her Brad, fucking eyes. Brad Pitt. He Brad had, Pitt is not. Yes, he and is. never will be Robert Ray. Right, yes, anyway, what spy game? Right. So he, um, he, he is like a financial quiz from yesteryear. Mm-hmm. And these two young guys say, "Listen, how do we set this up so that we can get a seat at the big table, so we can bat, bet all your money, which mm-hmm. is like thirty million, which it seems like a lot of money, but to in Wall Street it's hee haw, uh, right? To these guys, it's everything. So they're like, we might bet all our money." on the collapse of the subprime mortgage Mm -hmm. mortgage market. So they see it coming. They don't actually see it coming. They stumble upon it. And it's Mark Mark Burry, apparently, to begin with, he sees it coming. Mm -hmm. So what happens is they're all sitting waiting and it happened and they're going, this industry should have collapsed by now. But what happened is... Because he is in the ship for a wee bit, isn't he? Aye, because pure fraud. Right? The big banks all... They don't... They they close ranks and they say, right... The shit's hitting the fan, but please don't let him do know. Aye, and the reason that they can't let him let it spill <laughs> is because uh, they are going to Goldman Sachs, not that is going to uh, Lehman Brothers is going to shut down because aye. And they're they're like old fucking established money. Aye, so they're all going to they're all going to shut down, and basically they have gambled with them. With all their dough, you know that that it's going to that it's going to collapse, and they're going ha ha laughing a year and a half before, yeah. and then eventually when the shit's hitting the fan, they're going listen, we need to buy them back. They gambles, offer them X amount on their on their uh, dollar, and they say nah, we're just going to leave it. <laughs> but then the, it all depends on a triple A rating, right? Right, which is uh, is, is that the strength of the mortgage? The strength? No, it's the I. It's the I basically. Right. Basically, um, it's the strength of the credit. Aye, right. So triple A is amazing. Double A is still really good. Aye, then you, a, get, a, then then you, you get, get B, B, and then it just gets shit, shit at the fan, right? So they're sitting and they're watching this all unfold, and they're going, "Why, when this is all turned to shit already, has the ratings no fell? Because mm-hmm. that is when they make their money, Aye. when the ratings fall on the mortgages, and they're sitting going, "I don't get it, I don't get it, I don't get it," and then eventually they they look into it, and it's pure corruption, Aye. it's fraud, and they say, "No, we be bet against a fraudulent system." But some of them are ballsy enough to sit there and grind it out and say, do you know what, if you lose everything, because mm. they're st- still having to pay interest. I own the loans. Own the loans. Against the bet. Uh, against the bet, and they're going, do you know what, we've got nothing now. <laughs> and this is the... Waiting ha- for it to crash, so they can get a big windfall. But, but they're, they're doing that, the banks are intentionally is haunting that how, Is that not how they, they brought Ryan Gosling's character into that they go and get more money? No, no. He, um, he again stumbles upon it, uh, and he, uh, he is in... The big banks, right, and aye, it makes sense aye, to him. Aye. But what he starts doing is betting against his bosses, aye. right? So he ends up having to get other companies to bet against his bosses because right. he can't be involved that way. Mm-hmm. So he's just like an advisor, a consultant to to uh, Steve Carell's a company. Fucking big weird curly wig on. Aye, aye. So, but 
eventually what happens is obviously it all does collapse, right? But the whole time I'm sitting watching it and it should have collapsed well before it did and I'm sitting going, you dirty bastards. <laughs> because people lost their, lost their hooses and everything. Or uh, uh, the fact that they... They, they didn't know that. anything Aye. this was going to collapse. Or they didn't know that the hoosie they were getting was propped up on bad loans that were fucking... But they didn't realise there's a bit in it and it's probably not true that there's a stripper in it who owns five hoosies. Oh, right, I bet that is true. Probably, yeah. probably, right? Um, so you know how much money they make? What? Holy shit, strippers! Like I remember the last. No, they don't. Well. They, they, that's the thing. They didn't make that much money. Yeah, but the strippers probably make like a thousand dollars a night, and they put that in there, like fucking buying mortgages and stuff. I totally believe you could have yeah, five well, anyway, Absolutely, so it didn't matter if she had the money or no. Yeah. They just fucking <clears> wrote it off and went aye, right? So, so they ended up the whole thing collapsed, right? Mm-hmm. And it made me pretty angry watching it going. You bastards, you know. But uh, angrier than I usually am about the whole uh, finance industry. Aye. And then I listened to Warren's Yvonne. Then I went in the tune. The only thing I was missing was an axe. <laughs> and I went to the bank. And I'm like, oh, you want more money off me? Uh, <laughs> the big short plane in your head. Uh, exactly, the big short plane in my head. And then I'll say this to the woman. Then I'll say this to the woman. And I walked in, the woman says, oh, that's fine, Mr. McGuire. You know? And I'm like, oh, oh Thanks very much. Uh, I, I had that already sighted my head. You know what I mean? I was Steve Carell. Um, so I so I ended up uh, sitting, uh, but the big shots a crank movie. That is a great movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. I didn't. I mean, I probably should. Have I love how it how Adam McKay kind of took something that would be hard to watch in a way about that kind of thing that's really hard to understand to regular people like me, and he kind of made a framework here that made it interesting enough so that you could understand it enough to follow the story. There's a, a similar movie to that that done it. I think a lot better is Moneyball. I absolutely love Moneyball, right? Should and that's on? no, listen, listen. Moneyball's nothing like it. No, listen, it's that's a movie about a subject matter that I don't know anything about at all. I don't you know how. Sport. I don't hate sport. You I just it. anything with a boys. I'm not interested in too so much. So, what kind of sport do you like? Well, judo fighting, <laughs> pro wrestling. I'm a WWE <laughs> man. Judo trippy uppy. <laughs> <laughs> right, I could trip you up better than she can trip you up. Right, <laughs> Shut let's up, trip each other up. Jamie, that aye. aye. And uh, this is not judo trippy uppy. This is a wee bit. By the way, I'm going to judo trip you up. <laughs> put your arm. No, put your choke you there. Put your arm round behind your back and snap it. But Moneyball is about a subject matter that I don't really know anything about, and it's really hard to follow statistics and all that kind of thing and all this. Well, what? Uh, I mean, it's. it's I, I can even tell you what it is. The new. It's they measure how many hits somebody gets against. Such as, but Moneyball presented it in a way where it was digestible for me to understand, and it was a great movie. I could follow it, no problem. So it's, it's hard to take a, a spare subject matter that is foreign to you and make it easy to understand to you. Right. See if somebody says to you, mm-hmm. I've got a black belt in judo. <laughs> right. Okay, right. <laughs> Would that set your fears going? Yeah. Aye, anybody with a black belt in anything I know is going to be at least fucking proficient enough to beat me up. Of course. Yeah, but this frighten me. Well, I fucking should. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a drum chapel in me. Nah, I mean, I'd be like, oh, I'm black belt in judo, mate. Best of luck, trip mid fact. I don't know what I mean. <laughs> I'm already half done. It'd just be a liberty after a while. Man. I'm already half done. I'm, I'm, an, I'm an immovable object. I'm like Dynamo when he does his magic. Oh, you know what I mean? Can he push that, him out? Is that the guy who's kind of like Urvels and a David Blaine, but he does stuff with like... Is that he's kind of English guy called things Steve? Things appear in their, in their cups and they're like fucking closed cans of juice and they open it up and they pull out a plane killer. Is it like street magic? No, it? it's, it's kind of. Well, he puts a mobile phone inside a beer bottle. Raises stuff like that. Aye. Uh, yeah. My granddad thinks he's amazing. 
Like did Del Harry like, uh, he's bamboozled by it. Really? Uh, he honestly like, he thinks it's a Just like amazing random when that guy put a fucking computer in front of him and it's like, let it read your mind. He's bamboozled an old man. So that's what Dynamo done to Harry. Oh, how can you bam? You can't compare my granddad to the amazing Randy. Hey, again. <laughs> my granddad, the amazing Randy. Your granddad was the amazing in our movie. Harry. He was in our movie. He was a town drunk in the shot in the West. That's right. This leads me to tape. Really? Do you remember the town drunk? That's his granddad. I didn't even know Aye. that. Oh, that's real. That's totally cool. This, yeah. No, this leads me to something. How awesome is and that? And I don't know if this is intentional that you've led me to this, Bob. But this does lead me to something because, right. well, how could that be an intentional? No, it's intentional. Right now, Bob's not got his yellow bit of paper. No, oh, my fucking God. And he's, oh, God. he's, not, he's not looking oh. to his phone or anything, no, right? No, I haven't. So, but it was me who, me who brought my grand into this. I yeah. did. So it can't be intentional. But anyway, right, it's just a fucking weird tenuous link mm-hmm. to... Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. Aye. Right. See, Diane, that we were talking to John Stewart, right? Love you, John. About uh, <laughs> violent movies, right? And he said one of the most violent things that he'd seen was in a movie called Bone Tomahawk. Which is pretty lame, if I'm honest. It looks like a fucking rubber leg. The violence in right. it wasn't too shocking, though. But uh, but we had never seen it. And just weirdly, just weirdly, it came up that he had watched it. Uh, no. Right, I was in the house, right? Right. And it was... I'd put a wash... Here I go. I was, I'd put a washing <laughs> on. Right? You know, I'm pure rock star. I'd put a washing <laughs> on, right? And I decided to make myself... Oh, we can get me a, a make, make toast, make? right? Oh, right, okay, right. Wait, wait, wait. Toast? Good right? cheese, toast and nah. cheese. No. His life's so exciting, he didn't need anything on the toast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's seeded, seeded wholemeal Allinson bread, oh, right? Good, right? It's fucking the best bread, right? right? So I've got this, and I've got hummus. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, eh? I'm calling the guys who wear shirts wank. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> right? So, so I've got hummus, right? Mm-hmm. I've got uh, cherry tomatoes. Right, nice, eh? Mm-hmm. A wee Did bit, you put a photo of this on Facebook? No. Uh, but no, but I tell you what, I've got a wee sprinkling of uh, uh, my favourite new cheese. <laughs> Right, Pilgrim's Choice cheese. Pilgrim's Choice cheese. So, right. Other cheeses are available. Oh, like here, by the way. <laughs> No, they no, may be no, available, so but they're not as good as that, right? <laughs> See, the day I went in and cathedral cheese was two fifty, oh, right? Right, right? And Pilgrim's cheese was four fifty. You still bought a Pilgrim's? I bought eh? a Pilgrim's cheese. Good Don't tell you. my wife. Right? <laughs> she believes Did she listen right? to this podcast, no. by the way? <laughs> right. No. That was a beautiful unison, no, you two. I right. love that. No. So, so I had the Pilgrim's cheese, the hummus, the tomatoes, uh, and a fucking glass of milk, right? And cheese and hummus. And milk. Even as a vegetarian, I find that quite honking. If you tasted that cheese, you wouldn't think anything honking, <laughs> right? So, oh, and I had olives on it. Oh, oh I hate Boom. olives. Right? You hate olives? Oh, I hate them. Yeah, just, just. Uh, go. Go away. <laughs> they can't see that hand gesture you're doing to me there. We can't see the one you're doing either. <laughs> yes, you can. If you look around, you can see it. Get a photo of that. Clear as day. <laughs> Right, so the uh, so so I sat down mm-hmm. and I said I'll just put something on, right. and it's daytime telly. I ain't watching fucking loose women, no. right? <laughs> right, so I'm like, unless it's in your motor at night time, unless it's in your motor at night time. So uh, <laughs> that's your motor. Hey, <laughs> that is. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting, and I'm like, I'll just put this bone tomahawk on. Mm-hmm. I'll watch a bit of it. Mm-hmm. That's how. Some movies start, I'll watch a bit of it, right? Uh, now I watched, I can't think what other movies, I, I, you can watch some movies in bits, 
Right, because right, okay. they're just no very interesting. They're, I suppose you can still start. Uh, exactly, so I'm like, all right, I'll watch it in bits. So I put this bone tomahawk on, right? Mm-hmm. And it starts off, and it... What? I'm hearing strange music. Who's playing? You're hearing a piano from next door. There's a band in now. It's after seven o'clock. Seriously? Ah. Ah. Right, okay. You've just put a time on my ring, mate. Right? That's great. So <laughs> I'll I'm cut s- it out. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Right, so... Uh, you didn't need for another hand gesture there either. <laughs> that was the hand gesture. <laughs> that was just a sheer reflection of the light. <laughs> so I so I'm like, I watch a bit of Bone Tomahawk. Mm-hmm. So I put this Bone Tomahawk on and uh, and I start watching it. And it fucking reminded me of your film. <laughs> Shot in the West. The way and do you know and I don't mean to be bad, right? But mm-hmm. it does things no new things, right? Mm-hmm. Things that are kind of forgotten that only I would see a new person doing, and that's yeah. how when I asked you about the director, and you knew nothing about him. No. I thought this guy must be a new guy, mm-hmm. and and it does things like old westerns done, aye, archetypes of plays on everything's them, dead close. It's yeah. getting the fucking wee guy with a limp and all that, and it, and uh, he's the sheriff's helper, her deputy. He's he's right? basically the Walter Brennan kind of guy for for the John Wayne movies. He, obviously, Richard Jenkins is amazing. Well, I think amazing was missing is a dog. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's usually a dog somewhere, right? Three legs, maybe. Aye. Aye. So uh, so I'm sitting and watching that. I'm going, this plays. It's the same feel as shot in the West, albeit. I saw for kind of you. No, but they never, <laughs> the, but but you never had fifteen million quid or whatever no, it was. What was the budget? Can you find out the budget on Bone Tomahawk? Bone Tomahawk. Right, because I don't know how many million, but they cut Russell on it, right? Aye, they Matthew are. Fox. He was fantastic, and I've never been a fan of him, no, because I, just because I've never seen him in much. I remember he was the bad guy in Alex Cross. They tried to reboot the movies uh, Along Came a Spider and Kiss the Girls, the Morgan Freeman ones, Aye. with Tyler Perry. With Tyler Perry and his fucking, ugh, he was a baddie in it, but he right. he got all shredded and shit, and he was amazing. He was really really good in it, but it was a bad movie. Well, but right, he's fantastic, budget, isn't it? The budget was only, and it's weird to say only with this total, but for a movie, this is an only 1.8 million. What? Yep. How did they get Kurt Russell for that money? That's all I, the budget was, 1.8 million. Right. I, I had a fucking conservative guess at saying maybe you said 15. 15 right. So, oh, wait. No that chance. That might be 18 million. 18? That's it. No. It's got five nothings after it. One eight five nothings. It's one million eight hundred thousand pounds. Wow, that's nuts, man. Well wow, done. is well it because Kurt good. Russell had never? Remember, I you did David Heyman because he'd never been <laughs> a cowboy film. Uh, you know, and here's a thing that you don't know about. Well, you probably do know about most actors is that everybody when they get they just want to play fucking cowboys. They just love wanting. They just want to be cowboys. It's because they grew up with it, and yeah, I think every good director yeah. or whatever has seen a good cowboy film, yeah. right? No. They, I, I watched that and I'm going like that, man. It had the feel of a new director mm-hmm. doing an old thing, uh, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. And that, what? There's nothing wrong with westerns, so no. why do you end different with them, yeah. right? But he, uh, I'm going to spoil it. But end, right. So anyway, it's got the same kind of fluid. It's got the same close thing uh, as as you had, Thank right? You so much. Albeit we. <laughs> Yeah, but high five. There we go. <laughs> right. So it's get the, no, but it's get the same thing. You know uh, that closeness 
the two, the, and it's all on the actor and the dialogue, right? Uh, and the dialogue is exactly Western. The language stuff. is amazing. I, I, I can't remember one of the, the one of the first lines I remember was Sid Haig and David Arquette open the movie as the other two guys who stumble upon this weird kind of gravesite almost type of thing. See, here that's one point eight million quid. They had Sid Haig. I said Haig. David. A, they had David Arquette. They had Matthew Fox, Kurt they Russell. had Kurt Russell. Uh, they and had Richard Jenkins, who was fantastic as well. And four fucking horses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who was right. the last? Who was the last? I mean, Matthew Fox. Uh, the lost they, dude. They lost. Uh, he's as wooden as one of their horses. No, he's no, really he good in this, by the no, way. He's really movie. good in this. Everybody wants to play a cowboy. Oh, listen, he is right. fucking really good in this. Right, so, uh, I'm, so I'm watching it, and it has got that same feel. Mm. And it did... Uh, see, do you know what? This might sound terrible, right? See, the, because there wasn't any big budgets mm-hmm. when they were making... Uh, don't get me wrong, there was big budgets when they were making... In, in their terms, right, right back in the day when they were making... The John Wayne stuff. Aye. But you could tell, you know, it was a set and all that. And a lot I of them were tell, made... The, the, the same sets would, would actually... There were like eight movies with filming the one and week could, in the same set. Well, I could tell that this was a Western, uh, right? Uh, and, and, the, and it didn't have a big budget, right? Right. But it didn't matter to me because no. it was a western. It was about the characters. And it, no, it was a western. Westerns yeah. are they're, they're like that. The guy's <laughs> got a table and he's sitting at the table. Especially in this movie, there's a lot of this that takes place outside in the landscape. So I, you use well, a lot of landscape. That's what I was saying about you. You could uh, uh, foot blown smoke up your ass. You could find <laughs> the landscape. Somebody could do one point eight million quid. I don't think you could have done it for one point eight million quid. Mm. Well done to that director, uh, by the way. Right? But I wonder because you've done it for nothing. Mm-hmm. So. Um, favours, eh? favours. The, the thing I loved about Tom was the language and let's sit here at the beginning. One of the first things I remember was that he turns to David Arquette because David Arquette's getting really spooked walking through this valley and there's all these strange kind of bones lying out and like a is it like a big ritual kind of circle Aye. and they walk up to him and says, "This is no time for your womanly imaginings." See that kind of flowery almost dialogue that's said by by grunty people. Is, I love that. I love that. that comes Felix Hersel when he done that because there was. A a bit in Once Upon a Time in the West that I stole for a shot in the West that didn't make it in the movie is that uh, Cheyenne, Jason Robard's character says uh, when they do you in, right? He uses the words. Aye. Uh, when they do you in, right? And I wanted to take that. Because it's Glasgow as well. It's kind of Glasgow, isn't it, right? Aye. So I wanted Heyman to say uh, when you do him in, right? Aye. And everybody... Everybody said you can't have that, it's too Glasgow. It's in this fucking movie, it's in another movie. And uh, Heyman done it, but uh, the audio was fucked on the take, and we only had two takes of that one, so we had to use the, 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 the normal audio. Right. I can't even remember what the line is. But, like that but well, that, that's the same thing, me, as yours, you're like, you're still panning for death. Aye, it's kind right? of flowery dialogue. Kinda, but... I, when I watched that, I, was, I fucking phoned you up. I was texting <laughs> you in the morning, <laughs> and you had been working late. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, that, you need to see this film. <laughs> and, and I was going, it's dead like shot in the west. Yeah. And then it went fucking all Tarantino at the end. Ah, uh, it turned out it was fucking cannibals. It was cannibals, it was yeah. Indian, cannibal Indian uh, folk. They were, they were like, what were the troglodytes? They, were, they named them troglodytes in the movie, which is an old, I think it's that a Jules Verne fucking I don't reference know. troglodyte. I don't know, but the, 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 the fact that John Stewart said it was the most violent film, he well, was the bit, let's, I'm going to describe explorer. it. I'm going right. to describe it right. What the day is, they never seen they take these people right. Oh my god, that's a fucking horrible movie. I couldn't watch that. They take these people in a, a cave and they hold them up and then they bring them out of this big pit, right? And they scalp the guy, right? And he's naked. He's totally naked. They scalp him and then they turn him upside down. They hack his bobby off, 
right? And then they keep hacking until they hoff him in two and then rip his fucking body apart, Aye. leg each on that, boom, and then they stick him on the fire. But see, budget-wise... That was really good though. No, it was fucking looked rubber. It didn't really look that bad. I thought. I thought, I thought it, it looked nice. I, I accepted that. I was fine with it. I'm glad there's any CGI, nothing. Oh, so bad. It was all fucking so practical well, effects. Money, there's a bit. Money CGI is cheap now. There's a bit in it where I was like, yes, fucking yes, because with Kurt Russell, spoiler alert, right? As gets had a fight with one of the guys, and there's a canteen plays into into, and he gets the canteen jammed into a wound under That's his right, rib cage, aye. right? And he stones up full fucking the thing era Kurt Russell with a beard and shit shotguns a guy absolutely amazing yes see that moment that's what I love for we actors that I love see when they capture a moment again that reminds you of something when they were in their prime even and they just just see that one moment of Kurt Russell standing there that was worth it for everyone Kurt Russell would never have done that movie for that amount of money, yeah. right? And it must have been buttons they paid him, right? Had he no really wanted to, to do that. Yeah. And and see all the way through that film, I was convinced by him. And I'm not being bad to the film when I can tell that it wasn't a bigger budget, yeah. right? But it didn't need to be because no. the actors were so good. I know you're slagging Matthew Fox, but it was fucking He's phenomenal in it, by the way, really. Right. Is, uh... And I didn't even realise it was Matthew Fox until near the end. Actually, <laughs> I know you were right? saying that. I wouldn't... Um, because I, I, and I sat and I watched yeah, it there's a bit he's got a great line of dialogue where he gets his, his horn car and he's a kind of dandy and he, he's almost dressed a bit like Doc Holliday for YRP he's got the kind of he's got a white suit on though and he's got the dandy moustache and the, the, the bowler hat and uh, he gets his arm chopped off and he says tie it off I'm far too vain to live as a cripple you know it's just it's this brilliant dialogue like that and it, he is phenomenal in it he is absolutely phenomenal in it well the uh, the the, the whole crux of me talking about Bone Tomahawk, right? Obviously, yeah. I phoned you and I'm like, it's yeah. amazing, it's amazing, right? Then, what happened was, I was at things to do that day. Mm. I did them, right? <laughs> I did do them. Things to, but I'm sitting and I'm and I'm like, ah, right, I'll just turn that off. Mm. And it's like, that's 11 o'clock, right? How long's left? As I know, on 20 minutes. It's a two or 10 minute movie. Two hours and 21 long, minutes. Yeah, it's quite long. So I'm like that. I can't turn this off. I couldn't turn that off. And I sat there and I watched it. The music it, is getting into the tension build as well because there's a bit in it where they lose their horses because they're on, basically, they're trying to go across the wasteland to find somebody that was kidnapped by these cannibals. See the whole travel thing? Uh, that is Western. I totally. And yeah. that is, and, and it didn't even, that, that played out beautifully because it, it was so simple. night time and stuff and you see them. And oh. one of the guys who we forgot to mention is Patrick Wilson who's a fucking star and actor. He always is. He's a supporting guy. He's in a couple of lead things. I think he's a fantastic actor. He plays almost the main character in it. He's crippled. He's been shot in the leg. Is he was shot in the leg? I can't remember. I'm sure he was shot in the leg, so he's been convalescent no, he for a while. No, he didn't. He fell off a roof. Oh, he fell off a roof. That's what it was. He fell off a roof. But you don't see that? No, you don't no. see that. No, he's he just misses like, His yeah. missus is a town doctor. Uh, she's basically going, you fell off the roof, you're yeah. fucking idiot. His missus is a town doctor. And uh, so he, she gets kidnapped. Aye. And he, with his hobbly leg, goes with Kurt Russell, Matthew Fox, and Richard Jenkins, and somebody else, I think. And they go and they so travel simple. across. And then at well, one point there, they get ambushed, they get their horses stolen, and they've still got a while to go. So they have to make the rest of the journey on foot. Way a hobble guy is fantastic. It's, it's good. It's good, man. Um, is that a tap? I think we should wrap up. Aye. Do you know what I want to wrap up with? What? Do you want to wrap up with 
Warren's Yvonne because we were talking about Warren's Yvonne and one of the most emotional things I remember seeing was his um, appearance on David Letterman oh right right. let's talk about this aye. Aye. on David Letterman he was doing the album at the time The Wind obviously we spoke about it in the documentary and David Letterman and Warren's Yvonne were really close over the years because David Letterman was the only guy that would put him on television because he was a fucking maniac you know and he was he'd such an incredible act but nobody really wanted to go near him for a long time so David Letterman brought him on and this was his last appearance everybody wants a piece of Warren's Yvonne but he went on David Letterman and he wanted to kind of basically say his piece to all his fans and everybody yeah. right well see because you're talking about uh, Warren's Yvonne talking mm. going on to Letterman I bumped into one of my old neighbours today who uh, she wasn't very well mm. and it made my day because she um, I don't know if I might don't need to anything. No, I'm also I'm going to, she had cancer, she had breast cancer. And uh, they fucking the doctors found it early enough. And the reason I'm gonna say it is because it was a weird thing that happened to her, right? Mm-hmm. Uh anybody's listening to this, it might help in some way and it's not something I'd never heard in my life before. Right. She felt she felt that she had her handbag on when she didn't have her handbag on. That's weird, isn't it? Aye, right. And and they says and and you know some doctor recognised it. By the way, that's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he he uh, he sent her for for tests and stuff. And it turned out she had a very very small. Uh, she told me one point six centimeter mm-hmm. in the kind of shoulder area. And that was right? the starting. Zone. And that was it starting. Now they found it, okay. right? And she's she's not been given the, the all clear. They don't ever get the all clear no. for cancer, no. right? But she um she fucking. She they, she got the operation and it was meant to, I think it was meant to be like a biopsy but uh, on this area they just went do you know what it's that small and they took, took it away right. took it away right so uh, what happened to me the day was she was telling me that right and and I was fucking I, I was actually nearly greeting because I know yeah. her and I know her husband and uh, lovely people and <laughs> and she says to me uh, so it took me back to Warren's Yvonne yeah. right David Letterman said. Now, I said this to you, right? Now, this is name Warren's Yvonne. I said to you, Bob, I said, why the fuck do we always start to live, right, mm-hmm. when we know we're when dying? We're why don't we just fucking live? Live all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I know you've been affected with that illness. It's a fucking terrible thing. Aye, my right? dad died, don't I? Um, and you said to me, you enjoy your life. I have a great life now because uh, I learned from my dad uh, and that you should never wait till it's too late to enjoy yourself. And it's not that I have a fucking irresponsible life or anything. I kind of live day to day in a way, but I don't have any concern. I, I don't go to work to kill myself to earn money. I don't I don't buy a lot of stuff. You don't wear a tie? I don't wear a tie. I go to work <laughs> and whatever I wear is uh, my own clothes and I listen to my own music and I have a great time because I don't have a chase anymore. Right. I've, I've been that. I've chased the money before. I've chased it and it made me sick. It did. It did make I've me sick. I've been yeah. ill. I've been up at work for nine weeks yeah. now. Um, but what I said to that woman when she was walking away and it's exactly what David Letterman <laughs> said to Warren's Yvonne and that's how we're going to end it we're going to end it with us yeah, right? right David Letterman says to Warren's Yvonne Warren's uh, he says he says Warren is there anything that that having this terrible illness mm-hmm. has made you do or uh, 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 changed your life in any way and Bob I'll let you finish it and what did what was his response he says enjoy every sandwich enjoy every sandwich folks enjoy every sandwich thanks a lot right Bye-bye. thanks Diane Bye.